Yes, not walking around New York, you fucking godless savage, <laughs> swinging around New York like Spider-Man does. I'll do plenty of swinging, too. But I also, the d- game designers went to all the trouble to design the, all that stuff on the ne- streets of New York. So I want to make sure I see all that, too. You're going to do one game run where you just walk up and down every street in New York? <laughs> Probably. You fucking dork. Of course you would. <laughs> if, <laughs> if just... there's only if there's like shit that like I can't find by tracking it or whatever, right? Like I know that there's like Spidey Sense and everything in that game so that like tells you exactly where to go to get the things that you're targeting or whatever. So yeah, from, for the most part, the, it... like three hours that I played it on your couch, enraging you. That's true. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, the game does a good job of pointing you towards its own collectibles and this, that, and the other thing, but. Uh, so you shouldn't yeah. have to spend too much time on the ground. But I mean, I don't have to watch you play, so you fucking do you, man. I don't know what to, sell, what to tell you <laughs> at this point. <laughs> just... I'm going to like stream it like privately just for you, so you have to watch it. Like Clockwork clockwork Orange style. <laughs> I, I think you could picture in picture somebody else's stream while you're playing, so just put you in oh, the yeah. corner and just like watch <laughs> you over there while I'm, while I'm, I'm doing my other stuff. I yeah. guess I'm going to have to get yeah. a fucking headset or something too, huh? That uh, we'll work with. I just I plug in headphones to the controller and it works fine because it's got the mic on the, on the lavalier you, or whatever kind of can thing. Can you Bluetooth uh, headphones to the console? Oh, mm-hmm. that's what I'm gonna do. I'll do that with my fucking so. sure headphones. That'd be nice. I think so. Anyway, I'd, I'd have to look, but I'm pretty sure a lot of people use Bluetooth. I like everything. You know me. That's my one thing. Is like wireless doesn't do anything for me. I like everything to be cabled up, yeah. except for the controllers. I like the controllers on Bluetooth because I like to like lay across my couch, like you know, ten feet away from my console and like do the overhand like behind my yeah. head shit like with the controller just wherever <laughs> kind of thing eventually but yeah. uh yeah so th- like those wires can go fuck themselves but like yeah the for for sound i do like uh, i don't know why i'm talking like this i have my fucking airpods that i love that like i use constantly so like <laughs> i'm not i'm all wireless but like for, for certain things i like to have my shit wired up wi-fi is not my thing is what i'm trying to get at Buy a switch. We were talking about you buying a network switch earlier. So yes, buy a fucking network I already, switch. I already ordered it. All right. Well, that's plenty of fucking preamble for now. So welcome back, everybody, to Dance Robot Dance. This is our 248th episode of our weekly podcast where we talk about all things nerdy and geeky from a decidedly not safe for work point of view. I am Tim. I'm going to be hosting this final episode through its final journey through Krypton this week. I am coming to you from Toronto, Ontario, and with me, I've got my partner in crime, Mark, coming from St. Catharines. Howdy, everybody. So my question is going to be, did we see the Waynes get killed more, or do we see Krypton get blown up more when we did this? <laughs> we should do a count at some point and see we which should. movies feature which, and just be like, how we many should. times did they force us through the origin of these characters as we did these movies? Yeah. And I feel like the Waynes would probably win because they always do the flashbacks, right? They do. But like the thing with the Waynes is that like it's always the same, right? Like it's always they die in that alley, fucking pearl necklace, like Joe Chill, the whole fucking thing. Whereas with Superman, like there's some flexibility to to sort of the final fate of the Kents. Like in some timelines, they both die and some timelines. Oh, you're they talking both about survive yeah. and some no, I'm they... talking about Krypton. I'm talking about oh. Krypton blowing up. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. talking about like the inciting incident of like Superman and Krypton blowing up, right? And then like yeah, yeah, yeah. how many times do we see Krypton blowing up versus how many times do we see Thomas and Martha Wayne getting shot, thus creating Batman and Superman, right? Yeah. That's what I'm asking is like how many times do we have to run through the origin in these movies? <laughs> I, I want that count. We'll have to figure that out. 
I don't know. This, this one, this one, I think is my favorite though. It's it's definitely I think it's done better than any of the ones we've watched so far. But anyways, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We will get to Superman later on, but uh, first off, let's get to uh, this week's nerdy news because there was a fair bit of shit that happened. I would say probably the biggest one is that we got our first trailer for Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which looked like a lot of fucking fun. It looked basically like a, a Hong Kong kung fu movie. Or kung fu movie. Yeah, look, it has uh, it had all that Jackie Chan crouching tiger flavor in it. So I'm yeah. I'm on board. I mean, this was a Marvel movie. I was going to be on board, one way or the other. But it's like it. I'm astounded by the cast because like I was watching the trailer and I was like, "There's no white people in this movie." Yeah, they just they did it 100 percent the way Shang Chi should have been done. Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, like everybody's been complaining. Like we need to, like, hey, we yay, we have one Asian character in our thing, and Marvel's just like, hey. We're going to do this and it's going to make $500 million because it's got our <laughs> label on it. And it, there's no white people in this movie, you know, until fucking Bucky shows up at the end of it or something like that. Because who knows? <laughs> yeah. But no, I was there for the trailer. It looked like a lot of fun. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Let's see. Um, we also found out that Disney finally figured out the streaming rights for Spider-Man with Sony. So Spider-Man properties will be coming to Disney Plus at some point. Well, I mean, that's got to be. Sony knows they can't fuck around with that too much, right? Like they'll, they, the fan base really, I think, kind of dictated the way they're going to be treating Spider-Man going forward. Because like, they got slapped hard the last time they did anything. The Amazing Spider-Man movies. Well, no, like even remember or, they were like, like last year when they were like, we're going to take Spider-Man out of the MCU, and oh, everybody yeah. was just like, fuck yeah. you, we'll burn <laughs> you to the ground. I yes. won't buy a PlayStation. Like it's over, <laughs> Sony. Like you can't do this shit. I think now they've kind of realized, like, okay, we have to stay in bed with Disney because like, yeah, the fan base will just fucking revolt on us if they don't. And yeah, fucking right, we will because this is it's horse shit. And we should be have to put up with this crap anyway. So leave him where he is. Yeah. And do your crap other movies that we can all ignore. I mean, we'll watch them because that's what we do. But like everybody else can kind of ignore them as long as Tom Holland stays in the MCU and don't fuck it up. But yeah, <laughs> like having them sort out the streaming rights felt like them just kind of being like, we're going to stay on Disney's best side at this point so that we could keep making lots of money on those Spider-Man movies because we have no other film franchises worth of shit yeah. right now. Actually, so. sorry, I should say I don't think that they're actually coming to Disney Plus. I think the deal was reached to get them on Hulu. It's th- That's been up for debate because people are like, why would they put both Spider-Mans on there? I'm like, I mean, this isn't yet where there's going to have they have an X-Men yet, but they do have the Fox X-Men stuff in Disney Plus. Yeah. Like it's it's just in there. So just throw it in there as legacy Marvel content the same way the X-Men are. Mm-hmm. People are smart enough to get it. Like I. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, I we're mean, at the point now, like just, we're, just don't put it in like the fucking MCU collection, right? Yeah, don't yeah, like, don't put it in the chronology of the MCU. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> when somebody's like, "Oh, what are the like? Can I watch the Marvel movies in order?" You're not going to put those fucking Spider-Man movies in that playlist. Put it in that fucking like Star Group or whatever, right? Like the sure. you know that's that's the other way that people know like okay, this is some stuff that we have the rights to, but it's not Disney stuff. So yeah. you know, be careful with it, kind of thing. Yeah, it's got Super Troopers in there. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? All right, I'll watch Super Troopers. Of Disney Plus, this yeah. is the weirdest thing ever. 
I mean, uh, the bad side of this is that fucking like Venom is going to end up on like tainting Disney streaming services. So is Morbius and, and Morbius uh, and Venom Two, and, and like I guess that Silk Show will eventually end up on Disney Plus too. And with that fucking uh, Madam Web movie or whatever that they're talking about. Too. Didn't they just cancel that outright after like that? Uh, I hope that so. the fan base just went like berserk that week because I was like <laughs> that was the same week, was it not? The Madam Web announcement was like right around the same time. They were like, yeah, we're also going to take Spider Man out of the MCU, and everybody's like, all right. <laughs> all right, time out. Fuck you guys. All right. Flip the fucking table. Yeah, like everybody was like, guys, 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 you do PlayStation well, that's fucking it. All right. Like just leave these things alone. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Oh. Speaking of Spider-Man stuff, uh, a couple more Spider-Man stories. One, Alfred Molina has confirmed that he is returning as Dr. Octopus in Spider-Man No Way Home. Just further sort of cementing that it's probably going to be some sort of crazy fucking multiverse movie. Yeah, he like I guess he's got everybody like up in arms too because he just went on TV and just spoiled that he's even in the movie when he yeah. it hasn't been confirmed <laughs> oh, by is Sony. He not supposed to. T- <laughs> no, it hasn't been confirmed by Sony or Marvel that any of these people are in the thing at all. So the fact that he's, I don't know what they're doing. I'm whatever. Great. That's. <laughs> I don't want or need any of that stuff in my third Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. But if we're doing this just to prove to fucking DC that we're going to out fucking flex Flash... That's how that's all it felt like when they were announcing it's casting true, back yeah. and forth was just them out flexing each other. Yeah. Fine, fine. <laughs> I know Kevin Feige will probably find a way to make it like a watchable movie, but like it doesn't sound like something I'm super keen on because I fucking hated both of those movies. Like yeah. I don't like either series of Spider Man movies until you get to the MCU. I think Alfred Molina was as a good uh good Doc Ock though. I'll, like some of the casting is good, yeah, for the villains and stuff. The casting of Spider-Man and Mary Jane's, well, fucking, we've said it a billion times. Tobey Maguire, terrible, just yeah. <laughs> abysmal. And and like yeah. Andrew Garfield's too pretty to be Peter Parker. Like he should be way more average looking. He's way too hot. Makes no sense whatsoever that he'd be that good looking. Yeah. And we we also got directors for the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse sequel. There's three of them. There were also three with the first movie. It is Joaquim Dos Santos, Kemp Powers, and Justin K. Thompson. They are, let's see, Dos Santos has worked on Legend of Korra and Avatar The Last Airbender. Powers wrote and co-directed Soul for Pixar, which I've heard good things about, but I haven't, and it's up for a bunch of Oscars right now. Oh, no, uh, Thompson was a production designer on the first movie. Okay. I mean, as long as they've got some continuity, I, I'm disappointed the guys who directed the first film aren't coming back. That's Lord Miller, if I'm not mistaken, right? So, well, no, Lord Miller, Lord Miller only wrote it. Okay. Uh, and they also uh, wrote the script for this one as well. Okay, so they wrote both movies, and it's just the direction, the director who's changed. Yeah, it? yeah, because I mean, it's animated movies, right? Like they're yeah, not yeah. Nece- they're not necessarily like qualified to direct an- animation, whereas yeah. these guys are. So it's it's very difficult to direct animation, especially like into the Spider Verse. Must have just <sighs> the tech yeah. behind that movie was just mind boggling. Like when they when they did all the documentaries after the fact, like. Mm-hmm. I was like in heaven watching those fucking things because it was like everything I love doing, like all wrapped up into one movie. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Why was all I like not working the, on this? All the like cool it was filters and shit. That they were like dropping over everything. Just and, unbelievably cool how that movie was assembled and stuff. And like if it has as much heart as the last one did and like they up their animation game, like, you know, you've got 10 years of new technology to fiddle with or whatever. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I'm looking forward to Spider-Verse. Like that might be my most anticipated Spider-Man movie 
that isn't you know the mcu like yeah. sequel and actually yeah. at this point like if we're going to be throwing fucking toby mcguire back into the mix i'm probably looking forward to the animated <laughs> one more at this point because like i don't need any of that shit again i did three of those movies and like one of them was good and that's <laughs> only because alfred molina is really really good at it so yeah see cons are starting to come back new york comic-con has said that they are actually going to run a physical con this year um, they're going to like, you know, keep social distancing and like require masks and shit like that. This is in it's in like uh, mid-October. Yeah, they're uh, they, they usually New York Comic Con's the weekend before my birthday. Uh, it's definitely on my list of like, we got to hit it at some point because it's yeah. fucking New York Comic Con. That's like an actual comic book convention yeah. where like comic book shit happens. It's not like, oh, the movies and TV shows and shit like which we love, obviously. But like there is yeah, uh, something to be said for going to like going to like the old new york comic-con and like you know doing comic book stuff and because that's when the publishers actually show up like you get marvel and dc guys actually like at new york and stuff Mm because publishing and like that's wherever it all happens so and also who doesn't want to fucking go to new york i mean even if it's like covid central you know like new york's fucking awesome so part of the reason that they're you know looking to go back in and start doing in-person cons is because their vaccination programs have been going pretty well although the one thing i will say is that uh, i noticed they are not requiring proof of vaccination for the fucking con which i think is a fucking stupid idea but or at least like uh you know proof of proof of vaccination or you know exemption for vaccination because you have a condition or whatever right yeah but I don't know. I, I'm not in a big hurry to be fucking in rooms full of with or in, you know, areas with like tens of thousands of people for a while. I miss cons, but like, yeah, I can uh, for right now, I can I can hold off a little bit. So this is one for Mark. The Netflix Castlevania series is going to end after four seasons. There might be more, but, you know, sort of this season at least or this series at least is coming to an end. Yeah, this is damage control by them. I think they wanted it to go a little bit longer, but your lead writer is Warren Ellis, and he is no go at this point. So it's mm-hmm. time to like, pull the plug. And yeah, like I, there's tons of other stories that they've talked about doing. I think at this point, sadly, like I love Warren's writing, but like if he's going to be that guy, yeah, can't hire him for shit. So like, yeah. you know, I hope they do something. Like we, Paul and I have been talking about like what they could do for this like we're big castlevania nerds so we're like we've got 15 other things that we would love for them <laughs> to adapt into a cool anime the way this show has turned out so yeah so that last season uh, premieres on netflix less than a month may 13th oh back to marvel stuff i did not get all the marvel stuff in one chunk here um we got two i was gonna ask you casting announcements casting. for Ooh. secret invasion uh which is the show with with samuel jackson as nick fury um and will basically be scroll invasion it sounds like like the uh the the comic book story was so olivia coleman fucking like huge oscar-winning british actress is going to be yep. in it and I, I really like her she's awesome and then amelia C- clark who played khaleesi on game of thrones and also in i can't remember her character's name but was also in solo star wars story is also going to be in that show too so there's nothing no information about who either of them are going to be playing for now but yeah that's cool i mean yeah they're both actresses that i don't mind seeing pop up and stuff yeah, I've been waiting for Game of Thrones people to start popping up in Marvel stuff. I yeah. knew it was going to happen eventually. Uh, like a couple of them were going to pop over. I mean, like obviously we had Sophie Turner and Maisie Williams in those X Men movies at the end there, but waiting for like the more serious actors to show up, I guess, 
in the MCU stuff kind of going forward. Like I figured, you know, Amelia Clark, uh, what's his name? Jon Snow would probably, or one of those kind of yeah. guys would show up here. Maybe one of the older guys shows up as a villain. Like what's his name? Dude who played the, uh, the elder Lannister. Oh, Tywin. Yeah. yeah. That, that actor. Cause he just looks like a fucking villain and he yeah. plays a villain and everything else. <laughs> I figured he'd show up in a Marvel movie eventually. Well, so. we did, we did have uh, Tyrion, uh, Peter Dinklage. Oh, we did, yeah, was so in, Peter Dinklage uh, was in Endgame and Infinity War. He was in Infinity War. I don't know if he's in Endgame. No, he was in he was in the X Men movies, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was. He was in Days of Future's Past, but he's also in uh, Infinity War because he oh, plays the he? plays the dwarf that does the, uh, the oh forges, right, right right yeah yeah Stormwatcher uh, whatever fuck Stormbreaker Jesus yeah, Stormbreaker yeah I can never remember the uh, I can remember Mjolnir now but I can't remember Stormbreaker, Stormbreaker. like <laughs> weird yeah see we also got a trailer for that modok series uh, which i think is actually going to come to it's a hulu series but i think it's also going to come to disney plus under like that star group of stuff too i saw something about that recently too so pat oswald right like yeah. I, I was yeah i'm on board i'll watch yeah, that pat oswald amy garcia and uh, nathan fillion is playing yeah so basically it, it looks like it's focused around like modok's like home life and he's not, like going through a divorce with his wife and this is animated right nathan fillion's playing wonder man right yeah yeah, yeah. it's sure okay. yeah it's it's uh, stop motion animated yeah no i'm excited because they haven't done wonder man in anything yeah like they haven't hinted at him i haven't yeah, yeah i don't even think he's been in the comics for the last couple of years like i might i might be wrong but he's kind of like disappeared and i'm always like they really need to do like the joke superhero that is wonder man in one of these movies at some point, even if he's just like a side character, if we got us agent at this point, which is basically where we are <laughs> yeah. at the end of winter soldier and Falcon, then like, Holy shit, guys, come on. <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs> yeah. Falcon and the winter soldier, also known as institutionalized racism versus, and well, what was the other? And, and like, uh, PTSD or something like that. Yeah. Cause it's also like, <laughs> yeah. And like military associated PTSD or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We did get a little bit more detail on that Gotham PD series that uh, HBO Max is making. Basically, HBO has just said it is actually going to focus on Jeffrey Wright's Jim Gordon rather than, I guess, you know, bringing in some other characters to kind of make the main focus of the series. Did we not just do this? Like, I know. Just... Everybody's now saying, like, we just fucking did, like, Gotham finished, like, last year, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we just did this. Like, do GCPD. And, I mean, like, that, was, us... that was, like, younger. younger yeah, I guess. Um, and, like, listen, Jim Jeffrey Gordon, Wright. But... And if it actually ties into the movie universe and we might get some yeah. Batman showing up and shit, like, I'm on board. But it's just, like, we just did Gotham, guys. And, like, ugh. And, like, especially when it's... You could just do GCPD and it would be like the best fucking TV show they ever did. And they're just like, no, we're going to keep making shows that are almost GCPD, but <laughs> fuck it up yeah. constantly and make it TV GCPD as opposed to just like doing the fucking hard show. That's basically <laughs> Law and Order with Batman in it. Like, it is HBO at least. So yes, like, they, they'll be able to get away with more than Gotham could on. Was that CW Fox. or is it like FX? It was, it was Fox. Yeah. It aired on Fox, but was produced by like the WB, obviously, yeah. right? Like whoever was producing it was a uh, Warner Brothers somehow. Yeah. I don't know that show. That show lost me after like one year. So 
Yeah, I did watch it through the end. The, the last season was kind of fucking bonkers because it, it went to like sort of year zero kind of territory. Like the city was like all walled off and the villains had like all staked out their areas and shit. So like the fucking last season, they pull out all the goddamn stops. But like the last like two or three seasons before that were like were pretty dry. Yeah. I think was that everything I had. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Did I miss anything? Not that I remember seeing. I was flipping through the news earlier and don't remember seeing anything. All right. So we can move on to our Geek of the Week, which is where we each talk about the nerdy thing we've done in the last week. So, Mark, what is your Geek of the Week? Well, I mean, like last week we talked about me getting my PlayStation, but I hadn't actually had a chance to do anything with it. Now it's set up and I've played it. I put some hours on it. It's I, I'm in, I'm very happy with it. Miles Morales is a lot of fun. Totally worth like if you have that deck, that's the game for me, I guess, that I would be recommending people play. I've had a Dark Souls in my PlayStation for the most of this week, and it's like punishing, but gorgeous. Like it's so pretty to look at. Like it's worth just renting to look at it because it's so pretty. And then I yeah, I replayed control because I got control for free. And oh yeah. Because it, it was the PSN game or something? Or? Yeah, they gave it away for free last month or the month before. And it came with the PS5 upgrade. It, had, it was a little finagling to get the PS5 upgrade. Because like, they kind of hit it to make it look like you had to pay for it again. Mm-hmm. But like, whatever, I figured it out. And like, <laughs> I mean, Reddit figured it out. And I, I'm on Reddit. So they taught me how to <laughs> get around it. And I got to play through it again. I've already platinumed it uh, on PSN. So yeah, there was big drops this week. So hopefully everybody kind of scored. Because like, there was... All day today, both decks like uh, Series X and PlayStation 5 were dropping like crazy. Yeah. Uh, I haven't turned my notifications off. I got to. It's, it was getting a little annoying today because like <laughs> Amazon dropped Xboxes, then PlayStations, and then PlayStations, then Xboxes, and then Best Buy dropped, and then yeah. they yeah. dropped a bunch of shit, and then like something, something else dropped. Or I think Microsoft was selling on their like direct, like Microsoft.com kind mm-hmm. of thing. They're still, I mean, they still have Xboxes in stock if you want a Series X. Apparently those are becoming hard to come by as well. So mm. chip shortages and stuff. But yeah, uh, we we do get, we get to talk about you getting yours, don't we? Like, yeah, well, that's my geek of the week. Is that yeah. uh, with Mark's help, I did finally acquire a PlayStation Five on like uh, Monday night. He messaged me at like midnight, and was like, "Hey, you still up?" Fucking Walmart, Walmart just dropped, dropped a bunch of PS Fives, and so. I was like in bed, uh, like fucking buck ass naked, but I still ran to my lap or my fucking oh. computer. At least and, I didn't uh, have to see it. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I was like, I was up big. I was baked off my ass playing control and like <laughs> my computer dinged. And I was like, I don't recognize that ding. So I was like, I wonder what that is. And I was like, what could it be? And my stone brain was like, it might be Telegram. That might be PlayStation drops. And I was like, well, I've got one already. And I was like, oh, wait, Tim. And I messaged Tim. <laughs> I was like, hey, if you're up, I just got notifications. And yeah. yeah so. So, yeah, I, I, I was able to order it. They were available for, like, about 20 minutes. So they're not, yeah. like, disappearing as soon as they fucking drop now, although it still didn't stick around for long. The Best Buy drops seem to last a little longer today. Amazon went fucking flying, but they have terrible bot protection. So that was just, that was, and no bundles also. So, like, Amazon yeah. scalpers are us, basically. People are buying, like, three, four consoles at a time. Yeah. I would have missed that drop today if it, like, if I was still waiting for the Amazon drop. I like I was not at home today. I was shipping posters and shit. And I was like, oh, yeah. I got home and like I got the notification and it was like the now in stock notification, which is 15 minutes too late at this point. Right. Because yeah. I was like in line at the post office when the telegram notification came in and I was like, huh, I've got mine already. So like, it doesn't matter. But yeah, I, if I had been still waiting for waiting that Amazon for drop, Amazon, I would have yeah. fucking missed it today and I would have been pissed. But yeah. 
So there it is. I got yeah, one. So, so. so I got I got a disc edition PS5 that was like one of the bundles that came with an extra DualShock controller. Um, DualSense. And I, DualSense. DualSense. Look at those terminologies Sorry. right properly. Dual, DualShock is is Xbox. No, DualShock was uh, PS2, old. 3, and PS4. 4. Okay. Yeah. DualSense controller. Actually, DualShock might have been PS1 as well. Yeah, it was PS1 as well. So okay. never mind. Yeah. Uh, and then I uh, I promptly uh, ordered the Ultimate Edition of Spider-Man Miles Morales as well, which also comes with like the full remaster of Spider-Man 2. So that'll be my launch title. The game came today. Today as we're recording this, and then uh, the console is supposed to be coming tomorrow. So uh, hopefully it does. Ah, uh, the limbo of COVID shipping times. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. I mean, luckily I'm in the GTA, so like my shipping times are usually pretty fucking good. So. Hey, man, EB got my fucking PlayStation to me in two days, so I can't complain. Yeah. Like, they pure later that thing, that motherfucker here, like, lickety split. Because I was going to complain because the first day, like, no movement happened on it. And I'm like, ah, it's going to be one of those ones where I got to sit here and fucking wait for it, don't I? But, yeah. like, no, nope, <laughs> the next day it was like, nope, moving. And then I had it like the like the day after that. So yeah. So no, it'll, it'll be fun. I'm excited. I've like already got the fucking home theater all ready for it and everything. It's just a matter of getting it, plugging it in, kind of thing. I don't know where the fuck it's gonna go. We need a new like it home theater is, cabinet because it is it is a chunky. fucking tank. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I couldn't believe. It. Like you saw how my like how much space like the PS4 Pro and stuff took yeah. up on my that table I had. <sighs> It might just end up like going on the floor underneath the entertainment center that we have right now. For it now. is it, like, thankfully, what I'm using now is one of those like like it's three tiers and then like a TV stand kind of things yeah. that I had in my bedroom before. Uh, and the top thing is basically now just like center channel and like PS5 because yeah. there's no fucking space for anything else. Yeah. Uh, like my Xbox One X even had to get moved down because I want, needed to shift everything over so far to put this big fucking white monster on there. <laughs> I got to get, like, new. Like, I think I said it last week, like, I need to get faceplates for it because it's just this garish white thing on my <laughs> entertainment unit. And it catches the light from everywhere. Like, everything yeah. is white, you know? Yeah. So it's, like, it's kind of in a weird spot because right under the TV, so it's just, like, yeah, white just reflecting plastic. Yeah. yeah, it's always catching my eye. So I'm like, eh, I, gotta, I think I'm going to have to get some plates or at least, like, a skin to put over the top of it or something like that. It's driving me crazy. Yeah. But... Yeah, it's a. I was surprised by how big a chunker it was when I pulled it out of the box. Like, <laughs> all right, yeah, runs real nice though. Like everything plays real good, so it's fine. I'm excited to, sit, to hear Tim's like first, you know, little review of like this is my PS5. It's, it's my first PlayStation. It's my first like non Nintendo console. Yeah. Non Nintendo console since a Sega Genesis. Yeah, so like <laughs> you're skipping five generations of evolution in the UI. <laughs> you're just gonna. Get- dropped into like the middle of all kinds of nonsense it's gonna be interesting to hear how you like adapt to it and stuff like that all right well that's enough uh fucking talking about playstations although i'm sure you guys are gonna get more from us in the coming weeks oh my god i'm so happy he's got one because i can talk about fucking video games on this podcast like it's gonna be awesome (laughs) can't wait to hear tim like fuddling through god of war and well i'm just i'm just looking forward to having like a console where i can like that will have because like you know, I love Zelda games, but like they take so fucking long to play through most of the time, especially mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild. So like I'm excited to have a console now where there are like where there a variety are, of links of kind of stuff experiences too. Yeah, well, where where there are properties that I'm already invested in, like like comic book shit, like fucking yeah, Star yeah. Wars and shit like that, yeah. that aren't like fucking like hundred hour plus games kind of thing, right? Where yeah. it's like you know a, a 20, 30 hour game that I can sit down and play like in a week or two. Yeah, yeah, like Fallen Order is like a weekend kind of thing. Like you'll enjoy yeah. the shit out of that. It's not, 
it's challenging. Even like the Force Unleashed games and shit like that, I never played, and I'm like, oh, yeah. like, yeah. So some of those have like backwards compatible versions you can like grab from the store still that are like yeah. compatible with PS4 that so you could should be able to play them. Yeah. I'd have to look into it. I they were giving them away a little while ago, but they're the kind of thing that I would say like, yeah, I'll take it and put it in my library and then never install ever because. I have no, like, I've got Fallen Order to play or Squadrons, yeah. like, something with modern graphics to play, and, like, I'm not going to go back to something that old. If I want to, like, basically pretend to be a Jedi and, like, grab things off the walls and toss, it, toss them at bad guys, I'll just play Control. <laughs> it looks way better, so... Fair enough. All right, with that, we can move on to our Meat of the Episode. Meats of Steel. Can we go back to talking about PlayStation? <laughs> no this is it this is the end we oh, have no. finally come to the end of our journey through live action superman movies as this week we are talking about 2013's man of steel it's the first dc movie directed by Zack snyder the first movie in the ill-fated at this point dc extended universe starring this is the movie that introduces henry cavill as superman amy adams as lois lane michael shannon as General Zod, Russell Crowe as Jor-El, Kevin Costner as Jonathan Kent, Diane Lane as Martha Kent, and uh, Lawrence Fishburne as Perry White. So, what are your f- top-level feelings of Man of Steel, Mark? Um, It's better than Superman Returns, <laughs> in that it's more watchable than Superman Returns to me at this point. It's still not like a great movie. And like, there's a lot of stuff that I have issues with in it, but out of the three Zack Snyder movies, <laughs> this is the best one. I don't know yeah, I if think, that's, I think I, I, that's I, kind of damning by fate praise <laughs> probably more than anything, but that's kind of where I'm at with it. Basically. I would agree. This is the best of the Zack Snyder DC movies for sure. I still have fun with this movie. I I mean, I'm a Superman fan. This was right up my alley. Uh, I was excited for Cavill as Superman when this movie came out. I mean, it's it's a pretty divisive movie. Like, there is definitely people that are like, yeah, this is a fucking great Superman movie. I'm fine with it. And then there are people that think, like, this is way too dark for a Superman movie and shit like that. And I... I don't find it that way, but I'm sure we'll get into we'll get into that discussion. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I hmm, I'm trying to think like without starting a fight immediately, where I'm just like <laughs> I hate this fucking movie, which I don't like. It's it's weird because like there's parts of it I'm like this is fucking terrible. Like why would and you I, do and this? And I have my problems with it as well for sure. But I'm I'm just I think partially because by 2013 i was like so hungry for a good fucking like superman like yeah live action movie that i was willing to overlook a lot uh, and so and i think i'm still willing to overlook uh, some stuff and just kind yeah. of to the side you know compartmentalize it put it to the side of my head and be like i'm just gonna enjoy the parts of this movie that i enjoy that's fair because i didn't do a lot of that uh <laughs> this is not the franchise where that's gonna happen and even if we do those spider-man movies it won't happen because we've already talked about how much i hate those fucking things already i mean, like this i don't know i remember going to see this and being like that was a completely adequate effort at making a first superman movie in 2013 yeah it wasn't i see this the thing with me is like this movie is like a hundred percent what i would expect a 2013 superman movie to be mm-hmm. but it does nothing more than that well, especially like this movie is basically coming off the back of the Nolan movies. Like you compare the this to the fucking like Nolan Dark Knight trilogy. These movies are like a fucking walk in the park tonally <laughs> next to those. <laughs> well, I mean, 
And then in some ways they're not because like in, I mean, a lot of people died in those Batman movies, but like Gotham was not completely wiped off the map by the end of the film. So, although I should also point out that there's a couple shots of Metropolis that are real wide where there is no Gotham across the bay from it. Just so we're all, (laughs) you know, I know that was a thing, but that was a retcon (laughs) in the next movie because they did not think that far ahead when they were doing the very beautiful (laughs) effects shots for this movie. Cause that's the funny part about this movie. It looks great. Yeah. It's a little muted. Like it could use a little color, but like it's shot really well. The effects are fantastic. You know, there's some performances in here that are great, but so before we get into that, Mark, You've got to tell me what the plot is of Man oh, of Steel. Oh my god, it's the most convoluted. This is the <laughs> most convoluted out of all of them, and we just did Superman Returns, which was a complete <laughs> disaster. And like again, there's a lot of things that I like and dislike about this movie. The script is not one of them. So <laughs> here we go. Uh, so we open on childbirth. Right a close up on Lara, who is you know just pushing little Clark out, you know, little Kal-El out. Yeah. At this point, like right on camera. Good times. There's a lot of baby dicks. There is. This movie. Snyder really wants us to see baby Kal-El's mini super dong. And like, I know they, there's a shot of it in like Superman 78, but like this movie goes, like cuts back to it like three or four times. And a couple times it's like center frame. Like imagine, like, I'm I, like, I don't remember shooting this. <laughs> I, I, I don't have memory. I probably blocked out like seeing this on like a huge fucking like IMAX screen, right? Yeah. But, oh, like yeah. that baby dick must have been like three fucking feet long. Same it's size as you. Shit. It would have been <laughs> as tall as you, Tim. <laughs> that baby dick. <laughs> Oh, sweet Jesus. I got you there, didn't I? <laughs> Tim is so red right now. He's matching the label on his Coke. He's so red. It's fantastic. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So baby dicks. Just every- <laughs> We're getting banned from iTunes. Today. <laughs> All right. So again, Jorel, who is fucking gladiator Russell Crowe fighting around the world. This is a reference that is lost on Tim who doesn't watch South Park, but <laughs> him and Tugger are just, you know, on Krypton now. Tugger is now a dragonfly thing, but that's fine. No, he's uh, he's he's, well, he's flying like one of the ban- leftover banshees from Avatar. I thought he was flying something from fucking John Carter from Mars because that's what this <laughs> crypt version of Krypton looks like. Is it? I didn't. You watch John Carter from Mars? I watch everything, dude. Like, it's not bad, good. You know, you watch <laughs> it all. Eventually. Special effects are really good in that movie. Surprisingly, like it's a terrible movie, but like it looks really nice. I like this Krypton in that it's different. But I hate it because it's generic sci-fi. Like, it feels like every PlayStation 5 or PlayStation 4 or whatever, like, PlayStation yeah. kind of future eh. society kind of thing. Like, See, it's, get, it's neat because it. it's different. Yeah. But, like, none of the tech makes sense. And it's a nonsense society <laughs> kind of thing. Like, I like the, unif- like the unifying design of the crystals kind of thing. It gave it, though the other movies, like, an identity that you'll always be able to go back to. Because you remember... The crystals and those white outfits from the original movie and the crystalline fortress of solitude and exactly but if you were to say like describe krypton and man of steel you'd be like uh generic blobby gray mess <laughs> and you would be accurate it feels more like or organic than that does for sure and it also yeah. like it, it gives me a lot of reminiscence of like the john byrne uh krypton like it doesn't have the same colors, but it's definitely remember. You remember like uh, his. Oh no, ship I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah like absolutely. Got, like, the the dome that they put him in, kind of thing. Yeah. Even like the, the the way that the technology like flows. I mean, this is like five years before 
fucking Black Panther, but they're already doing like that same sort of particulate technology. Yeah, but it, it doesn't make any sense because like they have perfect holograms. Like Jorel wanders around for like half the movie as a completely flawless Star Trek style <laughs> hologram. Why are they looking at these weird fucking? Not everybody uh, can can afford those hollow emitters. It's a matter of price, Mark. The t- a TV gives you a better picture than that. Those pieces of shit. There's no point to them. Like it makes no. <laughs> those have to be fucking ridiculously expensive. That's programmable matter, basically. Yeah. And yeah. like, what's the why? Just make a TV screen. You could actually look <laughs> at a picture of your wife. None of it makes sense. Anyway, because we're on Krypton for a long time also. Like, this is the one where we're like, we're on Krypton for 30 minutes of this movie, which is a lot. So, yeah, okay, you like the design. I think it's a little generic. It it works for what they're doing here because everything's gray and kind of generic in this movie anyway. Zod shows up with Feora, who I am in love with, I think, at this point. (laughs) They kill some of the council people who are, of course, disagreeing with Jor-El and just terrible. Like, they're the worst council. Out of all the Kryptonian councils we've dealt with, in the run of this podcast this is the least effective one so far zod's guys get the ever-loving shit beat out of them by jor-el who is fucking batman in this movie somehow (laughs) yeah it's it's another another action hero uh jor-el just like we got in uh that animated series the animated series episodes well a lot of that like i think we talked about it when we did those episodes but like a lot of those beats are in this like section here too like there's a lot of repeated beats it's just it's zod instead of brainiac yeah and then <laughs> you miss the part where Jarrell does like free diving through a pool of like matrix gestation pods. Oh no, we'll get there. Cause like <laughs> there's all kinds of shit we got to talk about. He there, like I said, we're on Krypton for a fucking ages. So. Are, yeah. Um, all out war is broken out. It looks like a halo cutscene. It's great. <laughs> Jarrell jumps off the edge to do the flying sequence thing or like the first of two flying sequence things. Yeah. He's just taking that, that Banshee to like avoid the crosstown apocalypse traffic. I, <sighs> What do you do in that society, man? Like, there's nothing on the walls. Like, there's nothing anywhere. You know well, what I mean? They're... It's supposed to be all sterile, right? That was the whole point of, just like, Jarrell and Lara, you know, deciding to fucking prone bone. Bone. Yeah. Prone bone. Prone yeah. bone. All right. <laughs> all right. So Jarrell swims to get the codex, and he gets a skull with a code in it. And then proceeds to bash it against a rock as he yeah. comes out of the water. I was like, yeah. Jesus, Jarrell, be careful. It's the that. most precious thing on Krypton. And he's like, fuck this thing. <laughs> this is fighting around the world. Talk about- yeah, fuck. Exactly. Holy shit. Anyway, I'm going to make lots of Russell Crowe jokes because he's in, like, in this movie way too much. Way too much. Either way. So we're flying again. He gets back on his dragon thing. The graphics are fucking gorgeous. Everything looks great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the poor dragon thing dies and we see Earth because like we're Jorel's now made his plan to, you know, send little Cal off to Earth. Yeah, like the biggest ship ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's sending him like the Enterprise, basically. So it's, <laughs> I don't know why it's so big. Anywho, we're sending little Cal off on his journey. I don't know why I find Russell Crowe so goddamn distracting, but here we are. Bad. Here comes Zod. He lands as the ship launches. We get another Russell Crowe action scene before we launch the ship. Jarrell is the baddest ass scientist I've ever seen in a movie ever. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, he's standing toe to toe with like a military general here in Zod. And like, we're going to talk about how fucking good Michael Shannon is in this movie because he may be the best part of this movie. Like, he is fucking spectacularly evil. Like, and yeah. just clearly relishing being the biggest monster prick. Oh, yeah. Like, in history. And he's fucking great at it. This is, I, this is the Zod you're kind of waiting for. There's even a little Terrence stamp to his performance and everything. Oh, it's, for sure. We'll, yeah, it's we'll get nice. Yeah. It's real good. So I'm all on board for uh, Michael Shannon screaming at the top of his lungs for three quarters of this movie. (laughs) 
Lara hits the button and the kid like goes off. Zod fucking stabs Russell Crowe in the liver. And this is he the highlight of the movie him. for me. Yeah, this is the highlight of the flick for me right here. Russell Crowe dying. Actually, no, it's not. Kevin Costner gets to <laughs> buys it later. That's I'm real happy at that point of the movie. Anyway, Zod asks where they sent the kid and tries to shoot it down. Krypton, Krypton's police finally fucking catch up to them and arrest everybody. Michael Shannon fucking rants like a champion. He's still not quite Terrence Stamp, but there's some <laughs> rants about fucking racial purity. Oh man, shit. he's rants. He's just all he's over just it. Straight up fucking Hitler. Uh, oh rant. yeah, having a good time. Like, and he's just chomping the scenery. You know, he's the best villain they've done so far in these fucking movies. So there mm-hmm. you go. Oh yeah, they get sent away in dildos. Did you <laughs> yeah, notice? Definitely, I literally had that written down. Zod and Feora and the other seditionists get encased in giant dildos and sent off to the Phantom Zone. How the fuck did those get those sketches get past the production <laughs> team? Like that's baffling to me. Like is it like a, a guy who does just, some concept work? It was just a legion of dildos blasting off into space. It looked like a fuck. Yeah, it looked like a goddamn damage. Looked like a, a commercial for dildos, like a high end <laughs> CGI commercial for. Space dildos Space or something dildos. like that. Oh my god! Anti gravity dildos or some shit. Anyway, it's just baffling. <laughs> <laughs> they send these people who are the big worst criminals on Krypton off the planet five seconds before the rest of the planet blows the fuck up. <laughs> so, which is great. Lara faces her end with dignity. This is the most characterization they've given Lara in any of these movies so far, and it's still fucking nothing. Well, no. Let's be honest. They gave Lara a bunch of characterization in the shitty cut of superman 2 but it was terrible just because they were like replacing brando well they couldn't afford brando yeah Yeah. true (laughs) i still think this is better than that so yeah this is this is also i think my favorite visualization of krypton exploding that we've seen in any of these movies too see it does look good but it all again it's like kind of a generic sci-fi explosion at this point Mm. like i've seen this planet explode in star wars star trek like every movie that has planet Travelish stuff like Krypton yeah. blowing up is gonna Krypton blow up like Krypton has to blow up yeah. but I thought they'd do something more interesting with it and it's just kind of like oh poof, and it pops since the end so I'm like all right that's cool time skip we are like Clark is 38 or whatever now oh, 33 I think they say in the movie and on the deck of a boat he gets saved from getting squashed by a thing and the guy makes fun of him for being a greenhorn like <laughs> yeah great uh they get called to an oil roof that's on fire clark jumps in and saves a bunch of dudes he is shirtless he gets within three seconds of this emergency starting they've got henry cavill's short off which i mean fair like i if i looked like that i'd fucking wander around my shirt off too probably they turn turn him into the human torch for a few seconds there too yeah man (laughs) yeah i'm all all covered in fire he saves a helicopter he floats in the water and we flash back in time this is the first of a lot of flashbacks. There are a lot of flashbacks. We flash back in time to a young Clark who is in class and is about to get his, or is in the process of getting his super senses and his heat vision really early on. This is a very young Clark getting his powers he here. Like, like 11 years old or some shit like that. Yeah. And te- definitely looking at his teacher's tits through a shirt. Mm, well, <laughs> I mean, you're a fucking 11 year old boy. Like, you get x ray vision. What's the first thing you're going to do? <laughs> Listen try to be as pc as possible but like fucking biology is biology you're gonna look he, he looks gotta... he looks at her tits but then he definitely also looks like straight through her yeah and then he <laughs> like looks right at like skeleton through the, and organs yeah through the wall past her and all that yeah. shit too so that's pretty cool <laughs> the only person who can help clark chill out is of course martha kent who will be way more po- like important in the sequel to this movie because it'll prevent him from getting shanked to death by batman but that's <laughs> an argument we've had 14 times already so we're not going to do it again yeah 
Diane Lane is really good. She like, is. Yeah. I'm happy with Diane Lane here. It's too bad they cast her across from fucking Kevin Costner, yeah. who's mm-hmm. sleepwalking his way through this horse shit. Clark wakes up with whales, and then... <laughs> Fucking straight up steal some for some clothes. Steal some, but uh, has fantastic taste in music because that's Chris that's Cornell and Seasons. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, I forgot they used this song. I fucking love Seasons. You should, everybody should go listen to Seasons by Chris Cornell. It's on the single soundtrack. It's beautiful, beautiful. I was so excited that Clark. I mean, he. I guess it makes sense because this is around when we were thirty three, right? Like in twenty thirteen. Yeah. Right. So like, yeah, of course he'd be like, if he's a emo, you know, Superman who's around our age bracket, there'd probably be some <laughs> Cornell. He'd. Have yeah, in his head from being garden. a kid. Yeah. yeah, some Soundgarden. I was like, all right, Superman's our age. I'm, I'm, I'm hip <laughs> to that. That's fine. Bearded Clark finally somehow finds fucking clothes that fit his just massive fucking frame, like on a, <laughs> yeah. somebody's clothesline. That's just baffling to me. He looks really good with a beard, though. Like, I mean, yeah. Henry Cavill looks good all the time, I guess. So <laughs> yeah, there's that. Basically. Such a fucking tag. But either except, way. Except with that stupid fucking Witcher wig. Actually, I don't, whatever. I think like, I watched like one episode of that show and it's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> He flashes back again to Pete harassing him on a bus about something before the tire blows out and like the the same accident that happens in every version of Superman being a youth thing like the bus crashes and he saves them and everybody freaks out because somebody sees Clark saving them kind of thing. Uh, Except this time they go like because they're in Kansas, they realistically go super Jesus-y with it. (laughs) Pete's mom is like, like, it's Providence. And I was like, oh, Lord, that's what you want to hear when you're an 11 year old kid. He sent him to save us. Yeah. Exactly. There's a lot of the Jesus stuff in here. Again, Superman created by two Jewish boys. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Stop co-opting their shit. You know, <laughs> like that's, this is theirs. I guess when they uh, promoted this movie, they did. They put up like a whole fucking little booklet on one of their websites that was like Jesus, the first superhero. Like they wanted to make it really clear that like this Superman was Jesus as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus like- AF inappropriate you know like given <laughs> the origin of the characters it's a moses analogy at best and like you're just gonna ugh. anyway <laughs> <sighs> fucking christians ruin everything clark saves everyone and of course gets spotted so like now we're blah 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 this is where like we get the initial i don't know if Pot kent is just the biggest downer in this movie or like what if it's just kevin costner because yeah. he gives him the speech here where he's like you maybe you shouldn't help people it's like, wait, that's not the message yeah. we're supposed to no, give Superman. Who right. wrote this? Who wrote this script? This is weird. <laughs> and it persists throughout the entire movie. This is the worst part of this movie uh, is anything that has to do with Kevin Costner being like bummer Paw Kent, who's like, maybe the world's not ready for you to be Jesus yet, Jesus boy. And it's like, oh, wow. It sounds is- like you're just fucking bitter, dad. Yeah, it kind of sounds like you don't trust people for some reason. Did yeah. Ma can't fool around on you? <laughs> Diane Lane is a good-looking lady, you know? Like, I could... She can do better. Yeah, you're boring fucking Kevin Costner. She can definitely do better yeah. than... Yeah. There's also anyway. when Kevin Costner shows Clark oh, yeah, he like, shows the, giant, the, the giant fucking peanut ship. Oh, peanut ship. Penis ship. I think it's like, <laughs> like a weird, misshapen, like, radiation dick. Either way. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's basically—I I just don't like this because he's basically scaring his son off being Superman. This whole yeah. like he spends the entire movie trying to tell him not to be Superman. I don't know. He goes into mindfuck territory. Like he, it's all, he, but then he's also saying like you're the chosen one, shit to him. I'd be really confused. Like I don't know what his yeah, point was. I don't like this pocket. 
his thesis is very muddled and it makes it very confusing. Like, I don't know what he's trying to tell this kid. And I understand he's basically why. trying to tell his kid, don't listen to me. Listen to your mother. I think is his pockets whole thing. In this. Fuck maybe, but he talks a lot for somebody who wants him to listen to his mother. You know what I mean? He's always right there <laughs> to give those fucking shitty words of wisdom. that Don't make any fucking sense. Mm-hmm. It's always right there. I'd rather watch Diane Lane, honestly, because at least she can fucking act and, isn't on Ambien or whatever the fuck's going on with Kevin Costner in this flick. So, yeah, so we're in the Arctic now. <laughs> Are we in the Arctic yet, or is this where Clark fucks up the truck? Because I think this is where we find out that Clark's also kind of a petty Oh, dick. yeah. Yeah, where yeah. Clark where Clark totally fucking ruins a dude's livelihood for pouring yeah. beer over his head. Yeah. I mean, like, also, why doesn't he just fucking grab the guy and carry him outside? Because, yeah. like, is that not what his job is? If the if I'm the owner of that bar and I hire a dude that looks like fucking Kenry Cavill yeah, does, he's there to movie. yeah, he's there to throw out the assholes. Yeah, some some asshole grabs my waitress's ass. That guy is getting the other guy and he's flinging him outside. Yeah, and like Henry Cavill just stands there, lets him pour a beer over his head. I'm like, you could eat all four of those guys <laughs> in like three <laughs> seconds, and that's not, without even being Superman, probably like. Take the Superman out of it. You're six foot five and built like a linebacker right now. Yeah. You can kill all of them. Anyway, it's dumb. So he lets this happen. The waitress tells him it's not worth it and they go away. And like he goes off and just fucking mangles this guy's truck. Yeah, just like spears <laughs> like eight fucking trees through it, basically. Like these it was bit was the lumber the truck was carrying, and he just yeah, like, it must have been something. Yeah. <laughs> Clark in these movies, just the biggest dick bag. You know what I mean? Like he comes off like a prick a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't know if this Clark is any more of a dick than Chris Reeves was. No, that's what I mean. Like in yeah. all the movies, every time we watch a Superman movie, I'm like, why is he such a dick all the time? Superman in the comics is never this big a fucking asshole. <laughs> like <laughs> he's the least, this so is the least dickish Superman out of all the live action ones. You Super- mean the one that barely tries to save anybody while Metropolis is fucking falling around his ears? Yeah, that's a problem. There's, yeah, there that's a fucking problem, is right. <laughs> yeah. Which they'd use to set up shit later, but you know. yeah, but like still kind of an oversight, I think, on this movie's part overall. Either way, we'll talk about uh some some guy from Battlestar Galactica greets Lois as Clark is also there. <laughs> I totally <laughs> like just carrying her back. Like, oh, it's fucking Hilo because I'm watching Battlestar yes. Galactica. <laughs> it's like my least fucking favorite Battlestar Galactica character. Great. Three seconds later, another dude from Battlestar Galactica yeah. is the tech <laughs> yeah. guy too. I was like, this is just all Battlestar Galactica people. Yeah, this is uh, great. Gata. Where's Gata, Edward James almost? Yeah, Gata shows yeah. up right after that. <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening here? <laughs> it's great. So either way, yeah, Clark's just there suddenly carrying bags. Uh, Christopher Maloney shows up. I don't know what his character's name is and he's christopher maloney we're just gonna call him christopher maloney for the rest of this little review here because i don't know if he has a character name i know it's written on his thing it does I don't but care. it doesn't matter it's christopher maloney because he just plays christopher maloney and everything yeah, exactly right we meet emile hamilton the scientist who's like in comic books is a big deal but in this dies kind of basically background kind of guy yeah and get they get to meet Lois. like that they fucking put yeah they used him which is cool yeah but it's almost like it's, I mean, it's not as bad as like using Jimmy Olsen and shooting him in the head 30 seconds after you introduce the character, but that's, you know, neither <laughs> here nor there. Yeah. So another guy, another, yeah, Gata shows up. Another guy from Battlestar tells them about the crash ship. Lois gets taken to her bunk with a bucket, but, you know, undeterred as Lois Lane, valiant, intrepid reporter, is ever going to be. She goes out, even though they kind of warned her like not to because she'll freeze to death. And she does almost die at least twice in this outing. So they were right. She sees Clark and follows him as he makes his way to the Kryptonian ship. 
the robot's like super aggro on Clark. You think it would know that he was Kryptonian? Like just attacks him, but yeah. that's fine. He puts the key in, and all of a sudden, like he's taken over. So he's taken over the ship at that point, and we see like we see this is the first like Jor-El hologram shot as he kind of like starts to guide Clark through the ship and stuff like that. Russell Crowe, the only dude with a or Jor-El, the only dude with the English accent on all of Krypton. It's, and it's barely English because he starts slipping into his Australian, Australian accent too. Yeah. yeah why? Like why? Why are you making Russell? Russell Crowe has demonstrated that he cannot do a fucking accent. Russell so Crowe demonstrating times. constantly that he can barely act half the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's not very good. I like. I don't hate Russell Crowe, but like, he's not a very like. That's what I'm it's looking not for. Compelling. Well, it's not. I mean, yeah, he's definitely not compelling. <laughs> well, compared to Kevin fucking Costner, he's past sure. You know what I mean? Like, holy shit. It's brutal, but like, he's just not very, like his range isn't very broad kind of thing. Like he can do a thing, but like, that's about it. And like, he's trying to do a lot in this movie. He's basically trying to do Brando. and He's not fucking Marlon Brando. (laughs) Brando was barely fucking Marlon Brando. It's half myth, but like, (laughs) this guy doesn't have that charisma. I can tell you that much. Yeah. Yeah. So either way, Lois takes a picture and almost gets fucking ganked by the robot. Oh, Jesus. She gets like. Yeah, tossed into the bulkhead so far, her back should fucking be broken. Yeah, she should be dead. She should be dead a lot in this movie, though. So, like, yeah. Lois Lane, as Kryptonian as Clark almost in this movie, just and also just gets... How does she get into all these fucking places? She's just teleporting around the planet, basically, <laughs> for this entire movie. It's like, is any if there's any scene that requires exposition to happen, Lois, Lois Lane appears yeah. out of nowhere to hear she's the exposition. She's chasing the story, Mark. Yeah, I fucking chasing the story. And she's also what, like live wire and just bouncing around, teleporting <laughs> all over the place. Great. Either way. So he does heat vision surgery on oh, her. Jesus. The fucking visual of that Clark holding Lois's arms down while she screams bloody murder. Yeah. Like, as he's burning a, her. That's it's, an Im- interesting fucking image that you chose there, Snyder. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. So he leaves her there, I guess. And the ship flies off. Uh, she's completely fucking fine and goes right to work the next day, though, right? Because she's right in the office with Perry, like right away, telling him she, if she doesn't print. Yeah, Clark, Clark, uh, heat vision surgeon, it's fine. Yeah, cauterizing a wound like that doesn't heal fast. Just <laughs> it stops the bleeding, but like it's not a good thing. To, all right, anyway, you, you use this heat vision like a scalpel, precision tool, right there. <laughs> anyway, like I said, this script is not does not think a lot of shit through. Anyway. Yeah, so he, she's she's selling, telling Perry that she's going to quit if he doesn't publish this story about an alien person. And he's like, you're out of your fucking mind, lady. You've got no evidence. And he's totally right. But, like, she's Lois Lane, so we're going to have this fight. And then she storms off and fucking ends up just backstabbing him anyway and, like, getting <laughs> some fucking blogger or some shit like that to publish it. Oh, you missed you missed two things. Oh, no, I'm, I'm getting I'm, I'm coming around. I just, okay. I, you know, the ship flies off blah 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 Lois undercuts him and goes to the blog or whatever Clark gets his big old backstory like he yeah. gets the big info dump here where like we meet the Jor-El AI also this is confusing how because do... like she's already back in thing I guess if the ship flies off he's on the ship but like yeah. it's confusing the timeline of all of this because like how much time elapses between like her leaving and talking to Perry and like him talking yeah, to the ship like weird. is that not happening right away but either way this the fucking terrible exposition scene with the metal puppets i hate this shit because this technology <laughs> looks ridiculous I'm, I'm fine with it i mean it's fine but it's just russell crowe talking for a half an hour it's fucking boring because especially like this is the 15th time like we watched krypton die right so now we get to watch krypton die again because clark needs to ha- like be told that krypton died 
So let's watch this huge except exposition it's a, scene. Except it's a puppet show this time. Yeah, great. That's super exciting. <laughs> Compelling filmmaking. Really makes the two and a half hours of this movie runs worth it. Anyway, I don't like I'm bitching about it because there's shit that I hate. Like, in, like the runtime is a problem. There's a lot of there's big chunks of this movie that are just like, can we fucking do something aside from just like talk yeah, to each other? I don't think they needed that level of that many flashbacks. Personally. Yeah, it's too many. There's, they, they feel like they're kind of out of order too, because they just bounce it around like in his life and stuff. It's kind of weird. Like you don't get a progression of him. It's yeah. just like random times his dad said something shitty to him or whatever <laughs> about much. not helping people or whatever. It's fucking weird. This movie's so dour. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah, Lois uh, follows the Clark Trail. Like she ends up at like in Smallville and meets Pete Ross. You miss Jarrell giving his son a uh, oh. new, a new skin tight outfit. Just yeah, weird okay, that's right. Sorry, sorry, that's right. He does. He does. The, yeah, we do the whole Superman thing, right? Like he brings yeah. him in, shows him the suit that just happens to be there, ready and designed for him. Great. I mean, yeah. awesome that we get there already. And we get the whole like the S means hope and everything. Oh yeah, which I fucking loathe, but that's fine. <laughs> and then he goes out and does his first flight, and he's not very good at it. And it's kind of like, but I will give I like them one thing: sequence. the best flying out of all these movies, obviously, mm-hmm. like just effects wise, like it looks great. All the effects in this movie, like you really get that like feeling of like weight and power from these characters in this. And we'll talk about it more when we get to like the the Smallville fight. Cause like when they start hauling off on each other, I'm like, Mm -hmm. Oh man, this, I remember watching that and being like, Oh, this finally feels right. Like it finally looks like they're fucking really powerful. And like just them hitting each other is causing massive damage to the surrounding area and stuff like, yes, this is the shit I've been seeing in my head all my life. Finally. Except they did it already in the Avengers a couple years ago. And we're just seeing Superman finally do it. Yay. Yeah. Where are we at here? Pete Ross sends her to Ma Kent, and then immediately Clark appears at Pa Kent's grave. Just <laughs> and Lois just turns around and just starts fucking interrogating him right away. And he's just like, I and I could you could see the internal debate where he's like, Well, this bitch figured out who I am. So I can exactly. vision her to oblivion. It's fucking like a week after she meets him, she's like, yeah. Well, this is who this guy is. And he's like, fuck, do I have to kill her now? Like, do I just throw her? Give, it's the invincible answer, right? Like, do I just throw her in space right now? <laughs> like, what would superheroes do without space? This is a joke from Invincible that we'll get to when we review that show. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so they, I don't know. I have no idea what the point of that scene is. Clark tells her that his, wait, Clark his tells dad. her that his dad said about people, like worrying about people fearing him because, or worshiping him and going crazy because of it or all this stuff basically being a terrible parent to superman right <laughs> you know yeah. either way it's, it, yeah when we flash back to okay so now here's the scene like this is the stupidest shit in this movie like this is again this is awful so we flash back to the fucking tornado scene jonathan kent sends his superman son gives him a kid and is like hi i am a much older than you, man. I'm going to go save this dog, <laughs> which is obscured. And nobody can see that you would be supermaning. Like, even if he did send Clark in there, nobody could see that he was supermaning. Yeah. So this man literally was just like, I'm tired of living with this responsibility. <laughs> and he goes and commits suicide. Just walks into a fucking tornado. Yeah. yeah. This is basically like TLDR. Clark's asshole dad traumatizes him for life. Yeah. For some reason, Pocket just decides like, I'm ready to die and just, doesn't I, I don't suicide by tornado as you do in Kansas. Can you explain this to me? Because no, this makes this... no fucking sense whatsoever. Like none of this scene makes sense whatsoever, except that we have to have Pa can't die in a weird way. You know what I mean? 
I, I does it doesn't fucking make sense to me because I like it doesn't do anything to forward the character like there's nothing it's not like it's something that he has to overcome later on or anything like that really either I don't fucking know so Jonathan Kent dies waving off his son who could legit save him without any effort whatsoever without it, without people even seeing him move yeah without people even being able to fucking cognize that he like moved an inch yeah. because he's so fast either way <sighs> Lois and Perry argue because now he's found out that she sold her story. Perry and Pa Kent are super cynical, obviously, because he's our, he's saying the same shit Pa Kent is, where he's like, maybe people would be afraid if this alien had these powers. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's fucking, like, it's Lawrence Fishburne's job to do that shit. But at least, yeah, exactly. At least that's Perry's job. But you're not, he's not Clark's dad who's yeah, supposed exactly. to be, like, raising him to be Superman. Him. <laughs> yeah, and, like, support him to not be a piece of shit who hides his fucking, anyway. This movie's just, like, again, it's so cynical and dour, this flick. I don't that's the part of it like i'm like this isn't a superman movie to me it's too like you know what i mean it feels too much like those batman movies which are just super cynical and dour but like (laughs) that works for batman you can't do superman like that anyway that's the actual review of this movie what are we still doing the plot so clark goes to see ma kent and tells her about krypton and stuff she tells him about him adapting to the atmosphere Although it's not really like nobody really picks up on that as like mm-hmm. a thing. It's just something you kind of hear them say and it goes away. Um, we get back to the military guys. Hamilton and Martian Manhunter see the Zod ship. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to refer to him as Martian Manhunter constantly because he's Martian Manhunter in a couple movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not a secret anymore. Now it's War of the Worlds, basically. We see the planet staff and Clark and Martha react to the alien ship. And then Zod takes over the airways. This was probably the coolest sequence in the movie. I remember watching this. And being like, This is like a pretty badass like introductory to alien kind of like scary alien sequence yeah but it's like the same shit that gets done in every alien invasion movie so it's like i give him one point for doing it well but then i take another point for being does in fucking (laughs) in the sam's class though because he goes like he's like he takes the real thing and puts his real face on the air you know what i mean he's not hiding he's just tearing stamp (laughs) they they need to look at that fucking the mug you know what i mean because why not um he gives clark in a interesting show of uh diplomacy gives clark an earth day 24 hours and specifically says 24 hours to turn himself over so either krypton and earth have the same amount of hours in their day and they call the time unit hours also or somebody didn't think about that yeah or he just yeah he did a lot of i (laughs) does zod strike you does the super racist xenophobic version of zod this movie strike you as a guy who's going but but jacks are probably told him yeah, okay. The scientist dude. I don't believe that for a second. I just think <laughs> they didn't want to say Kelecam or whatever the fuck the Klingons would say. So <laughs> that's what I would have done. Either way. Anyway, Lois gets outed as knowing who Superman is and then gets bagged by the FBI within like 30 seconds. We flash back to Teen Clark. This is flashback like number four. I am by this point in the movie, I'm so fried on flashbacks, especially like post Pod Kent dying, that I'm just like, I don't want to do any of this anymore. Like yeah. stop flashing back. And it feels like they're kind of out of order because here, like, it's just Pa Kent giving him a speech about, like, did you want to hit him? Would you feel good about it? <laughs> you know, like, were you a tough guy? Like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, I don't understand any of this shit. Anyway, Clark goes to church. This is, again, this is another piece of business that I'm not super keen on here. And in the, the most film student worst framing I've ever seen in my life, they framed Henry Cavill up with... Jesus being fucking persecuted with the cross or whatever. It's a little heavy handed there, Zach. It's uh, it's a little much. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I mean, frame it off a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, and like maybe 
kill it with some focus or something like that, like rack focus it a little bit, but they're both like perfectly in frame together and like locked focus on each side of the frame. And it's distracting. Uh, Cause it's like, wow, this Superman is Jesus. He's not yeah. supposed to be Jesus guys. <laughs> yeah. So he's at church. So he creates what? What does he do? Like uh, is this, where he surrenders to Zod? Yeah, he basically well, he surrenders to the military, right? Yeah. yeah. So he and they like, and they cutely put him in handcuffs. They put him in handcuffs you, and they walk. What him this in. guy can do, like yeah, absolutely, it's hilarious, right? <laughs> he he plays along because he's a nice guy, like he's yeah. a nice Kansas boy or whatever. He plays along, and he's like, I just want to talk to Lois because I got the hots for her. I think because I've X-ray visioned her, obviously, and I know what she's like packing <laughs> under there at this point. So. Amy Adams looks great. Awesome. She's good in this too. Like doesn't get enough to do, but she's mm. like, she's fine. She's the best one since Margot Kidder. I'll give her like, she's better than Kate Bosworth. That's just true. But again, damn, damn by fate praise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the military turns. This It's so funny. Cause like Superman totally bros for Martian Manhunter. Like he clearly x-rays everybody in the room and doesn't turn them in. It's not because the script, they didn't know about it yet. You know what I mean? It's like they hadn't thought about that fact yet it's just because superman's such a good guy he like x-rayed him and was like oh that guy's clearly fucking martian but like i'm not gonna turn him in it's cool i'm gonna bust this guy about his lifesavers though so <laughs> there's that and he's it's like he did this whole thing just so he could have like five seconds to chat with lois and yeah. she called she names him superman so they could have like five seconds of like the tiniest bit of chemistry between them. yeah yeah they have they do have like decent chemistry between them but they don't do anything with it in any of these movies so it's just like yeah. there's no point to any of it so the military turns Superman over. He and Lois have a little moment. That's all they have together in this movie. It's just like moments where they make googly eyes at each other. And then at the end, they make out. And that's kind of it. They don't really have any dialogue together. It's just yeah, him saving her. And then like looking at each other kind of thing. Either way, we're off to the ship to talk to Zod. For some fucking weird reason, Zod demands that Lois Lane go along too, even though he should have no idea who she is because he just showed up on the planet. She's chasing the story. Yeah, but like, why does he know who she even is? It doesn't make any sense. So that's weird. Just so that we have an audience filter kind of character there. Like we have a human along for the ride. It's not just a bunch of aliens. Yeah. And also we need somebody for Russell Crowe to interact with while Kal-El's dying or what have you momentarily. <laughs> Christopher Maloney and Fayora do what I think is flirt for a second there. They have a weird sexual chemistry, like tension between the two of them. As she's threatening to kill him and stuff. We'll talk more about that later. Cause like I'm convinced that they survive the end of this and end up like married in the phantom zone together. <laughs> Cause they look at each other with such intensity. <laughs> I'm not really sure what's happening here anymore. They do give him a, his name is Nathan Hardy, but they, his call sign is guardian, which is another oh, is like, yeah, yeah which they guardian from the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Cadmus, which right? another, yeah. Which, well, I mean, it's an old, like uh, old fucking Jack Kirby character. That's true uh, too. Yeah. Yeah. From uh, the newsboy Legion days, but either way they go up to the ship. We finally meet Zod and he's affable enough as Clark starts to fucking keel over from Krypton's native atmosphere. <laughs> it's ODing on Kryptonian air. Yeah. Uh, Zod gives Clark the hard sell. This movie is literally 80% people talking about what has happened over flashbacks. Uh, like just constant flashbacks and people talking over flashbacks. And now we find out how Zod, you know, cause now we get that backstory is like what happened to Zod between Krypton being obliterated and him showing mm-hmm. up on earth. We got to have like an exposition scene for the last 15 minutes where he explains what they did with the phantom drive and this, that, and the other thing they don't actually show how they escaped from the phantom zone or their dildo prisons. But like, <laughs> 
they show what they did in between time kind of thing. So great. No, they did show they well, they showed like the dildo prisons, like just dissolving around them when the planet was exploding, like their prison was damaged or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, that's dumb. Anyway, Lois puts the dick key into Zod's ship. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, uh, he. This is where we talk. They start talking Penetrates about the world engine, Zod too. Because uh, uh, we have a world engine and Zod wants the codex. Like, we, that's what we find out is kind of going on. Uh, there's yeah. that dream where Clark sinks into skulls and wakes back up on the ship. Michael Shannon keeps ranting. Um, and he's real good. But there's a lot of talky talk here where it's like, there should maybe be a punchy punch. And there's not. <laughs> It's too bad. Clark gets tortured and Lois is a prisoner. She escapes with the key thingy that's on the ship. She meets AI Jarrell. They hatch a plan to flip the ship's atmosphere. He helps her escape as with the Earth's atmosphere. Suddenly Clark's feeling all super again. Also, like, so he gets up and like they're torturing him and he gets to kind of like do the eye popping out of this, your restraints and stuff. Cause they mean nothing to me. Yeah. All of a sudden, while you guys are all like falling over and dying, cause your atmosphere has been inverted on you. Jarrell guides Lois out and she gets in an escape pod. Fayora misses her, but damages the pod. Clark is super again and goes and, you know, he chats with Jarrell just long enough that Lois is in like severe life threatening danger. <laughs> and then he leaves, uh, even though the I'm pretty sure the key has a copy of Jarrell's AI file on it that he could just go put in some other Kryptonian interface somewhere and keep chatting with his dad. Why did they kill him if he's going to be in the movie this much? <laughs> it's dumb. So either way, they end up in Kansas because that's where she was going. They just happen to be back in Kansas again. She starts screaming his name in costume immediately as he flies off too. Did you notice like she she screams Clark <laughs> in costume? Like it starts in this movie where they're just like nobody yeah. cares. Zod's on Earth now. Somehow has has like circumnavigated Clark. Like he's gotten down there before Clark somehow at this point and is threatening Martha Kent. Like he flip, there's a cool scene where he flips a truck into the house. Though, yeah, he fucking really cool. throws their truck yeah, right into the house. Cool. Jesus, yeah, like that's what I mean about the physicality of this stuff. That like it looks great. Like yeah. it feels heavy and like, like that's some way shit that Zod far. would do. He'd be like, I don't fucking care about this truck. Yeah. I don't care about your fucking house. Yeah, exactly. It just looks fantastic. Either way, Superman shows up and hauls off on Zod and starts <laughs> screaming he? about starts screaming about like how dare you threaten my mother and just starts fucking hammering the dude. <laughs> I wrote shoes, but I think I meant soups stands off with Peora and Non <laughs> with the army. This fucking fight in Smallville is the best shit in this, like in terms of the action in this movie, because yeah. he's actually still trying to save the people of Smallville while all this stuff's going on. Like he stops some of the military guys from dying and like gets them out of harm's way mm-hmm. as he's fighting and stuff. It feels more Superman-y than in the, the next big fight scene where they're just fucking flinging each other through buildings without thinking twice about it in the middle of a 30 million person fucking city yeah not good guys (laughs) either way they're starting to get their powers but like when did they get their powers because like if it's supposed to be they're in the atmosphere and the yellow sun and stuff like that there's some weird fudging of timelines happening in terms of how powerful they are already because they should not be able to stand up to superman who has been on earth 33 years punching them square in the face that should pulp (laughs) like just beginning to get their powers kryptonians like i think they're trying to imply that like their suits or whatever also give them some power to, okay i, I guess know. yeah but like it still feels weird that all Battle of a sudden like or whatever for the most part when they're on krypton they're like normal people and then yeah, like they yeah. get to earth and all of a sudden like the suits give them superpowers when they didn't seem to on krypton and like it's they, you know they're supposed to be getting their powers because like what's the point of doing this fight if you don't get three kryptonians who are just as powerful as superman yeah but 
at the same time, you got to really fudge like how fast they get their powers in this movie to do yeah. that kind of thing. It's- and I like how they just randomly introduce this like nine foot Kryptonian who's basically like that. Ne- who's basically in a gimp suit, like Kryptonian yeah. gimp suit never takes his mask off. He's yeah. definitely supposed to be non, but they just yeah. didn't want to like get another face actor. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't want to pay somebody. They're just like, we'll just get a fucking like uh stunt actor to like just wear this fucking suit and be this huge hulking dude. Yeah, well, I, I, what's her name who plays Feyora, uh, whose name I wrote down in here somewhere? Uh, I'll get to it eventually, but she's excellent. So, like, she does enough facial and, like... Antje Trau. Anja Trau. I actually looked up how to pronounce it. Yeah, Anja. Okay. Yeah, she's really good as... Uh, this is Feyora, I think they call yeah. her, uh, not Ursa. But she's she does that. <laughs> this is the perfect 2013 femme fatale version of Ursa, where she's just, like, a monster. Gal Gadot got offered that role. I know, I saw. Yeah. She would have been terrible. <laughs> yeah. I can't see her being this mean. This woman's got like that mean look to her, which I mean, I like because I like that. But like My dominatrix look. Sure. I'm on board <laughs> either way. But like, yeah, I don't think Gal, Gal Gadot. I mean, I mean, she would have, I'm sure she would have been fine. But like, I don't think she would have pulled it off with as much menace. This woman looks like menacing yeah. in this role. Like she's very good at it. So either way, except for when she's with Christopher Maloney, because they just look like they're getting ready to just eye fucking each other. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like either way, because this there's a scene in here where like they're standing off with the army and like his helicopter is crashed and she's coming at him and he unloads like every fucking thing he's got. He's like fully automatic, like submachine yeah. gun, unloads a pistol, pulls a knife, and then she's standing there ready to fucking knife him down. And they're like they're having that weird sexual tension moment, and then <laughs> Superman nails her and like knocks her out, kind of thing. And I was like, that's all right, that's cool. It's a nice little bit of business. Yeah, so Superman stops them before they have the sexiest knife party in the movie. <laughs> Fiora threatens killing humans as non in the Kryptonians bolt for some reason. Clark and the soldiers all oh, look at they, each other. Their uh, helmets. Get oh, the damaged, masters. So start, yeah. yeah. So they start like prot like getting bombarded by like all of the stimuli. Right, right. Like they hear everything and they can see everything and they don't know how to fucking deal with it. Which I actually like. I like that. You know, that that's yeah. something that a Kryptonian that is, you know, as an adult fucking getting their powers all at once kind of thing would have to go through. Right. It's like, what the fuck is happening to my eyesight yeah. and my hearing and everything. Right. It's too bad that this is a movie and they have to they make Zod kind of just get over it in three seconds by staring at his hand as opposed to like, you know, having to like really learn to deal with it the and way Clark did. Over it's supposed to be, you know, military discipline and everything. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And, and, sheer and force of will. And his, yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. Right. And they, and they wreck poor Pete's IHOP. Yeah. They really fuck up that <laughs> IHOP, too. There's a lot of product placement, too, because there's a blatant shot of a Sears in the middle of this that they fucking trash. <laughs> but, like, at the end of this scene, like, they're standing in front of a Sears, and it's just like, how much did Sears pay you for that shot, Zack Snyder? <laughs> I know this movie was expensive, but sweet Jesus. Anyway, but Christopher Maloney says Superman's not an enemy, uh, and we get a Sears product placement, so there's that. Martha digs a photo album up uh, as the cops... Sh- show up with Lois out of nowhere. Lois straight up brings cops to the Kent family farmhouse. Like at this point, she's like, Clark should just be like, fucking really? You're in space. She'd be spaced by now if I were Superman. And he's supposed to be like, have the hots for her. But I'm like, she's a threat to my existence and my family. Like he doesn't know her. All he's yeah. done is x-ray her and be like, okay, so she's hot. Big deal. Like she doesn't know anything about her. He penetrated her with his heat vision though. I'm just going to let that hang there for that second. So that's good. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So like basically everybody knows that he, he like at this point, everybody should know that he's fucking Superman. And yeah. kind of by the time the third movie ends, everybody does know he's Superman. It doesn't <laughs> really matter anymore. They never explain in Justice League how him coming back is going to affect his life as Clark Kent. Because yeah. like 
Like that's that's just out there. We never know how that works out, right? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, they hand wave that in the comics. How the you know that like he was stuck under rubble after Doomsday. Like that makes sense for like kinda. weeks or something. But yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> Either way, Zod unleashes the World Engine after even more exposition about the Codex being bonded to Clark. Yeah, <sighs> there's just just so much talking. The army sees the World Engine dealy. So does Perry and the Planet Randoms. This shit looks great. CG cinematography. Like it's it's all very generic sci-fi stuff for 2013, but it looks good. I wish they'd pull more from the comics in terms of like the identity, like the visual identity of all this stuff, as opposed yeah. to just being kind of like, eh, this is the same kind of stuff, just with a like an extra fucking two hundred million dollar budget kind of thing <laughs> that you would get in a PlayStation game, as like this is an alien future culture kind of thing. So, like it doesn't look that far off like uh, Asgard to me. You know what I mean? And then we've already been to Asgard at this point. Like it has vibes that are kind of the same yeah. either way like it's not i just wanted more weird different stuff as opposed to just kind of generic sci-fi stuff either way the army explains terraforming because gotta you know explain it to the cheap seats there are two cute scared looking brunettes in this flick one with the army and one with the planet neither yeah. do anything but look up teary-eyed at men as they realize the apocalypse <laughs> is coming that's literally those two women's true. role in this movie uh, except for the one at the end tells martian Manhunter that she thinks superman's fucking hot which like Duh! Everybody's yeah, got eyes. Get Henry Cavill. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's weird that they have they have two cute brunette women in this movie that both do exactly the same thing, and it just looks scared as somebody in authority tells them like the world's going to end, kind of thing. <laughs> it's very strange. Superman, Lois, Martian Manhunter, Emil Hamilton, and Christopher Maloney make a plan to use the birthing matrix ship as a torpedo to destroy Zod's ship. While Superman flies to India or wherever the other half of the world engine is landed, yeah, Indian Ocean. Yeah, and go stop that side. Christopher Maloney flies the plane with the baby ship torpedo with Lois and Emil. Why Lois continues to be involved in yes. any of this stuff? <laughs> fucking the only reason she's on this plane is so she can fucking fall out of it. Well, she's she's worked on she's used the Kryptonian technology. I think is the excuse that they use. So explain the three seconds of technology that you've used to the mad scientists the and all the very the trained military personnel who are right there. <laughs> you know, and maybe this, have Superman explain. That looks like it goes in this hole that's the same size. It goes in that hole. And that's how it turns on. You got to push it in. Yeah. Well, fuck, she explained everything she knows about all of it. Doesn't need to be here. The only reason she's here is so she can fall out of the plane so Superman can save her for the fifth time in this fucking movie. <laughs> anyway, okay, Zod forces himself to adapt to the fucking Earth atmosphere by staring at his hand. Kryptonian's powers are fucking all over the map. Just makes no sense. Zod talks to the Jarell AI because like I don't know why they bothered killing russell crowe he may as well just come along for the whole fucking movie because he's in three quarters of this flick <laughs> there's just a ghost for most he's in this movie more as a ghost than he is as yeah. himself it's weird and we'll continue to come back in <laughs> the next movie yes oh that's right i forgot yeah him and fucking kevin costner jesus <laughs> superman fucking fails the first time he approaches the world engine which attacks him with just generic cg tentacles f-22s that are not starscream uh suck horribly against this <laughs> hyper advanced kryptonian technology what's well, like a gravity engine that's yeah you know, so it just fucks up anything that tries to fly near it's just doing like at this point 9-11 levels of cataclysmic just, yeah. damage and murder to the city just thousands of people being slaughtered here <laughs> yeah well and we'll talk about how appropriate it is to you know in a superman movie for fucking eight-year-olds to be invoking 9-11 that's 
interesting you know tactics either way at this point finally perry decides that he's gonna let the daily planet staff evacuate he's just keeping them <laughs> there just the whole sitting time. there watching yeah just like keep reporting you motherfuckers get yeah, out of the get me some fucking yeah. pictures well he's in the cia getting shot in the head in the next movie so <laughs> yeah. that's mm-hmm. terrible the scene where perry and co run away from the falling building i remember watching that and thinking like jesus christ is too soon and that was 2013 right yeah. and maybe like i don't know 9-11 was a fucked up day so like I don't know if invoking it in a Superman movie is a great idea. I'm just going to throw that out there as a (laughs) caveat to this movie because I don't know, man. There's millions of people dying in Metropolis. It just Americans Americans fucking love reliving 9-11, though. I know, but Americans are like culturally broken, basically, at this point, it feels like. Just gives them another excuse to fucking play victim. Yeah, true. Uh, Zack Snyder can say only 5,000 people died in Metropolis to the day he dies. (laughs) Uh, two, three, four million people died in this calamity. Like he wipes out the entire <laughs> city center. Probably somewhere in between. It's got to be more than like, Tens dude. Of that's half the city. I, I hundreds of thousands. That the fucking easiest. You know <laughs> what I mean? Either way, holy fuck, that city. Me look. It looks decimated to me. This the none city center. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and also like none of the wide shots include the just across the Bay Gotham. So <laughs> there you go. Zod deletes Jarrell's copy. Perry tries to free the pretty assistant girl. Superman gets blasted, but he powers up and fucking ruins the r- world engine, which is cool. Great. Looks awesome. Badass. Superman powering up. Yeah. Yep. He inadvertently saves Perry and company just in the nick of time by destroying the world engine. So that's great. Pretty brunette girl does not die like trapped under rubble. The plane with Lois and Christopher Maloney preps for launch. The, to the timing on these mo- this movie is just very, it feels very haphazard when I'm rereading it. Like things are happening when they should be happening at the same time. How did Clark get all the way around the world? defeat the world engine and they haven't even taken the fucking plane off yet they were talking about all this shit at the same time like i get that he's superman but they're slow right mm, right yeah either I, way yeah. i don't know if they hadn't taken it off i don't know i don't remember the exact editing order well that's why well, I, like, I wrote these notes like yeah. while i was watching it so i'm assuming they're in order they might not be i was stoned so it's you know take it with a <laughs> grain of salt the superman wakes up the superman superman wakes up tired and does the sun power up stuff zod ship fires at the f-22s that are escorting christopher maloney's plane and blows them up soup shows up just in time and punches a hole in that ship him and zod get in a fight and then he crashes that ship which has also got like basically commits kryptonian genocide at this point because like well that's where like the birthing matrix of his entire species is stored and all the genetic like the stuff they just need the codex to activate all, all those embryos well, apparently yeah, it's right all the all the the matrix uh babies yeah, so like he just he wipes out all of Krypton in this scene, so that's cool. Uh, yeah, also, I, think, I feel like that's probably for the best at this point. Oh yeah, absolutely. But he also <laughs> knocks down six buildings in Metropolis while he's doing it. Yeah, he crashes and then, the ship into a bunch of buildings, and then kills another couple thousand people. So that's great. And this is the ship that keeps being a whole fucking thing in the next two movies. Yes, yeah, and it's like the center of activity for at least, especially the next one. Like it's all over the next one. Yeah, Feyora launches herself at the plane, stalling the ship launch. Emil gets the thing working finally and hits the button. Feyora and Christopher Maloney die together, as is meant to be, because apparently they're in love. Either that or <laughs> they are in the Phantom Zone together. It's possible. We don't know. Lois falls again, and Superman yeah. has to catch her. There's there's a bunch of Clark saving Lois in this one. and This one doesn't make any sense either, because literally like cars are getting pulled in by the singularity that's forming like because of the Phantom Zone explosion, and she's the only thing falling the opposite way. So are we trying to tell me that like Lois Lane weighs more than a car? I don't fucking know. I'm, no, I'm asking. You're a scientist. I'm trying to get you to explain this to me. <laughs> I didn't notice that. 
Did you not notice that? No, because like everything's zooming towards the the singularity, yeah. and she's falling away from it, and he has to catch her. And it's like, and then he has to pull away from the singularity. Like he's like with his Superman powers, he's pulling away from it. So it's like, <laughs> well, how the fuck was she going the opposite way if she's just a regular human falling? No, makes no sense. Either way, Michael Shannon gets one more fucking epic rant in before they go to the last fight, which levels the rest oh, of the Metropolis. Oh, you missed uh, Clark, Clark and Lois have their, their kiss. They're oh, totally yes, they fucking kiss. unearned. They're fucking totally unearned kiss in the middle of what is essentially a pile of bodies and debris. A graveyard. A mass graveyard, basically, <laughs> at this point. While Perry watches on top of everything else, Perry's cucking in the corner, just like jerking exactly. it, watching the two of them make out. It's like, geez, I've been, I've been wanting to see Lois Lane get nailed down by some fucking hot like giant tank of a man for 20 years <laughs> some shit i gotta cut this line out too because that's inappropriate but fuck me it's very weird that he just sits there and watches them make out yeah. either way at this point uh superman notices zod he was just around he just happens to be in the same neighborhood at this point that's cool michael shannon just starts screaming because that's what he does just goes scorched earth at this point listen say what you want gotham is deadly but in like a very one-on-one kind of way like you get caught up in a prison ride in the streets or a bomb threat but like living in metropolis must just be a fucking existential nightmare like you don't know when some superpowered being is just gonna fly through your building like your building's gonna collapse on you <laughs> when your building's just gonna be fucking atomized or yeah or even like or flattened by a gravity engine yeah. or some shit like that i'd like honestly I'd, I'd take my chances with the fucking clown at this point you know i don't know anymore or you move to central city the flat nobody really seems to get hurt in the flash's town i think in i think in metropolis at least your your death is quick in gotham it's more likely to be like severely traumatizing yeah it could be both on your way on your way to dying yeah yeah you're gonna suffer probably in gotham a little bit longer but yeah metropolis you just blank out one second because the building you're in fucking (laughs) is gone so, like, I don't know. Like, it just sounds awful to me. They, they both sound like nightmare worlds to me, really. <laughs> I'd rather live in Marvel fucking New York at this point. Uh, actually, I, I don't think I'd want to live in Marvel New York either. That'd be fucking scary, too. <laughs> either way, they end up... Oh, Jesus. There's there's all kinds of little Easter eggs here while they're fighting. There's a LexCorp truck that, mm-hmm. like, he Phone throws truck. at Superman. Superman throws him into a satellite that is a Wayne satellite. Yeah that's all in there this fight's awesome like everything looks fucking dope it's so good they end up in grand central station somehow lois ends up here again even though they have been out into space and back since then she still manages to get to them while clark at this point is struggling with zod who is trying to heat vision a family and this is a terrible scenario for this to happen in but he does kill him as a comic book fan, I shrug my shoulders because I know this is coming. So, yeah, exactly. you know, <laughs> I guess people were upset by this, but I was yeah. like, he has to kill Zod. It's a comic story. All, the problem being that, like, if you do it as his introductory story, you haven't earned the Superman, like, moral no killing part yet. Yeah. Where it's like an actual struggle for him. He's just a dude who has literally leveled the city at this point and then kills another guy. So, like, he's kind of responsible for, like, a million deaths. Listen, we'll split the difference. We'll say a half a million deaths, okay? Because <laughs> like they level a city, Tim. There's way too like too I, many buildings for it to be like. I agree with you to a degree. <laughs> and he doesn't seem like he's super preoccupied with it. He's just fighting Zod. Like he's yeah. not. There's no moment while they're doing this where he has that Christopher Reeve the people moment, which Christopher Reeve has like three times yeah. in his four movies, kind of thing. I do wish we got more of that. Henry Cavill never they never do that. Yeah, they they needed more of that, and then I wouldn't be as like, wow, he's pretty callous about just like 
9-11 times 100-ing Metropolis. Because, like, it's yeah. not like 9-11 was two buildings, three buildings going down, three or four buildings going down. This is, like, 68 buildings fucking caving in on themselves here. Like, like the center of Metropolis is now a smoking crater yeah. of just, like, pulverized concrete and steel and dead, dead, dead people. Pretty much it. So, either way really weird so yeah superman is very saddened by killing zod and he screams a bunch like cavill's pretty good in this scene like he looks fucked up about what superman had to do even though like it's not earned at all jesus dc though like he's the perfect superman for right now just make another movie like Uh, i don't know why don't know what they're doing either way we cut away finally martian manhunter and cute army lady uh watch a drone crash that superman has knocked out of the air because they're trying to track him he's still kind of a dick you know what I mean? Even after all this, like he should be like Superman at this point. Still kind of an asshole. Um, Supes tell them that he can trust him. I don't know why. I, I don't think I would trust him after he knocked my $12 million drone out of the air. But <laughs> either way. Oh, well, no, he trusts him because uh, dude knows at this point probably that he's Martian Manhunter. So he's like they have yeah. a mutual agreement. Yeah. Like, I'll keep your shit secret if you keep my shit secret. Th- see, at this point, this just seems like they're putting on theater for the rest of humanity at this point, because like Clark's got to know it's it's John, right? So he's like, all right, I'll let you play your fucking game, and you can just send me drones to destroy every once in a while, and we'll yeah. pretend that we're angry at each other and <laughs> put on a good show for everybody, but yeah, I don't know. Either way, I like it's it's great that she's super thirsty for him, though, because like, who isn't? Like, he looks <laughs> fucking dynamite. So yeah, either way, yeah, Clark and Martha talk at Pawkins' grave. We still have to have one more Kevin Costner flashback in this fucking movie before we're done, too, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have we flashback to Pawkins fixing a truck and Ma Kent pointing out like her Clark playing, which makes no sense because like what hero has a red cape that kids want to emulate when yeah. they're you know they want to be Superman? So like there's no Superman in this world. How does that make sense that he's got a red cape and he's pretending to be Superman? Either way, it's fine. We cut back to the present. Clark tells Ma Kent that he has to find a job where he can be, you know, with his ear to the ground and stuff like that, which obviously he's describing, you know, the job at the Daily Planet. Mm -hmm. So right on the nose, Clark walks in, puts his glasses on in the elevator and goes up to the top floor of the Daily Planet. And Perry introduces Clark to the planet staff. Clark and Lois, I fuck each other for a second. And yeah, Lois already knows everything at this point. Yeah, it's for, like there's no tension whatsoever left for them to do. Like yeah. none of the fun Margot Kidder, Christopher Reeve stuff. You can't do any of that now because she's known who he was since like the third second that they <laughs> met each other. Yeah, great. That's the end of Superman. Nope, sorry, not Superman. Man of Steel. Man of Steel. All right. I like a lot about this movie. Let's see, going back to the start, I I was totally, you know, we've we've gone over this podcast a number of times, like how we don't need to see fucking like Spider-Man or Batman's like origin redone over and over again. I was perfectly. I'm there with that. I'm going to see. I'm, that's where I'm at with Superman shit now. I'm like, I don't need to see Krypton ever again. Like I'm done. With After Krypton. this, I don't need to because this this I think is like my my favorite version now. I mean, Ugh, yes. Really? The, yes. The, I mean, the, the fucking Brando version is good, but it's just I it's dated at this point. It does. It holds up all right. But I, th- I think we were after 35 years. I think we were due for an update. Yeah. See, I would just I I wish it had been somebody that was not Russell Crowe. Yeah, I can. See like, that. I don't think he's really uh-huh. got the gravitas to pull that role off for me. Yeah, uh, I don't know who you do put in there if you're going to turn him into fucking action. Like, I don't know who the fuck you put in that role. 
at this point it's it's weird but like i he neither of the, the father characters in this movie work for me and it's the, to the detriment of the whole movie because like specifically the pawkin character like drags this movie down yeah like pawkin crazy more than, more than jor for me for him it's like with him it's just like russell crowe's super distracting to me like he's wishy-washy with the accent why is he getting all these action scenes he's not the star of this he has more action scenes than superman does like in Arguably. terms of like number of scenes, you're probably right, and maybe not in terms of like minutes of action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like obviously yeah. minutes of action, but like Henry Cavill is not in most of those fights. That's a CGI duplicate. Like that's not actually him doing most of that stuff. That's yeah, special effects. So like, mm. I don't know. Like it feels like Russell Crowe's got more screen time doing cool shit than <laughs> Henry Cavill does. So yeah, yeah. I don't we know. got the guy from Gladiator. Let's make him do some shit. <laughs> it's like the only movie he's ever really like that good in. That I like Beautiful I Mind was really good. But the whole the whole like sterile society and everything with Krypton, like that is like no sex thing and they don't they procreate asexually and everything like that. Like that and a lot of the design for Krypton is that is like straight from the burn era, like Man of Steel, Superman Origin, um, which is like our, our fucking era. Yeah, true. It's just like a little bit more dull and kind of like patchy looking than that. It's not as colorful. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I just feel like this movie lacks, and that's one of those things that like I just bitch about. But like, it lacks any kind of color or visual interest. Like, it's so it does it, it muted and gray. And like, even his costume is like almost gray. Like, he doesn't pop at all. Like, you would think at the very least, in the middle of all this gloom, you would have the Superman character like with that blue costume popping a little bit but his costumes as dark as anything else i do wish that his costume was a little bit brighter but and yes it's desaturated but i found that there was at least there was tons of light at least like uh obviously way way more than the fucking dark knight movies and way more than there was in batman v superman as well like well i mean this is uh, this is not a batman movie though right like i mean it's trying to be as hard as it can but (laughs) it's not a batman but i think that they made a conscious choice to be like okay you know we're still gonna keep it muted but we're gonna make it like much more like daylight it's gonna be a much brighter movie overall yeah which is a good choice even if color wise it might not yeah yeah, it's, it's just weird that you would do it that way and then color time it so that everything is gray, regardless of like how much like sunlight <laughs> and stuff's on the frame. Like everything is just kind of gray or brown. Yeah. For like most of the movie. Like it's just got this really weird desaturated look. Which is fine as a choice, I guess, but it's just like Superman's like a colorful like it's a comic book character, right? And like yeah. dark and desaturated, I mean, it's they're not again, they he's trying to make a Batman movie with Superman and it just doesn't really like fit, I guess. Mm-hmm. The, the whole, like, xenophobic racial purity motivation for Zod, I'm back in, like, 2013, probably felt a little bit heavy-handed. Today, seems right on the nose. We got a yeah. bunch of seditionist, racist assholes storming the Capitol because the politicians' policies weren't racist enough for them. Mm. Yeah, uh, I, when he started ranting, I was like, because there's a scene at the beginning where, like, they start talking to each other, Jarrell and Zod, and you're like, oh, I wonder why they, they should get along. Like, they seem to be after the same thing. And then he goes right into the fucking racist <laughs> fucking shit. Racist you're like, purity. oh, yeah. I understand now why they're not allies. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, absolutely. Like, at this point, th- that feels way more, like, on the nose than it probably did in 2013. Yeah. But, like, I mean, it wasn't super far off the world in 2013 either. So, like, I don't know. I See, like, that's the, the beacon of fucking hope in this movie to me is Michael Shannon. You know what I mean? Azad. He is delightful. In this yeah, movie. I love him. He, he was so good as Zod. 
and he was he was suitably fucking brutal. Um, and it's it, I it's actually pretty similar casting to Terrence Stamp because it is Michael Shannon is another classically trained actor who's done like a ton of work on Broadway and shit like that, mm-hmm. and he doesn't ever really do genre work again. Very much like Terrence Stamp, like just fucking hamming it up as Zod, chewing the fucking scenery like crazy. But like the intensity, you know what I mean? Like Zod, there's some camp to Terrence Stamp yeah. Zod. There's no camp to this at all. He is terrifying in this. Yeah. And I'm, did, you, did you watch Boardwalk Empire? I watched the first couple seasons. I never like got through the whole okay. thing. Well, he shows up, I think, yeah, like the second season or something like that. Yeah. But I'd been a fan of his from Boardwalk Empire, which okay. was like right around the time. Like it started, Boardwalk Empire started like 2010. Yeah. Uh, so this was like, came out right in the middle of Boardwalk Empire. And I was yeah. a fan of his from that. And like, he brought that same fucking level of like, obsessive intensity to Zod. That's one of those shows I always wanted to get into, but like I heard it kind of vacillates in quality pretty wildly from season to season. So it's kind of been one of those, like uh, it's in the list, but like eh. for me, just because, because they did the, the production design on it was so good, like similar to Mad Men, like Mad Men also, you know, kind of vacillated in quality in, in the middle seasons, but then finished pretty well. Yeah. Boardwalk Empire did the same thing. Like it finished really strongly. It had like a couple of like middling in between seasons, but it was still fucking beautiful to watch because they just did such a good job of like filming that world and bring that world to life that period. Yeah. That's what I remember from the first season was just like the set design and stuff was like, like meticulous, like it's all get out. Yeah. Like just really on point. So no, like I, I just remember when we watched knives out and he shows up like 20 years later and he's like, you know, or whatever, like whatever shape he's in in Knives Out, and it's like, oh yeah, look at that, this old man. And then I go back to this, and I'm like, look at this fucking monster. Yeah. Like, it's really good, very very good in this. Yeah. So, yeah. and the Phantom Zone villains in general, uh, I think, are a good choice for like a first movie Superman villain. It is tough because you end up left with like the okay, do we go the comic book route where like you know it's clear that they're not going to stop, and Superman has to fucking is left with no choice but to kill him. Mm-hmm. But I think that they're a good foil for Superman. Like they, I mean, obviously because their history is shared, right? So it gives you. Uh, well, it's nice because it's not just like I mean, yes, they get, but I mean, he gets to do the punchy punchy, which is awesome. You know what I mean? Like, fine, especially after returns his complete lack of any action whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like the entire, except for the gang beating. Yeah. Uh, in the middle of a fucking movie for whatever Fuck reason. Hell. Like this at least has some like it gives you the opportunity to have some action, but like casting somebody like a Terrence Stamp or obviously a Michael Shannon lets you like the villains compelling also. Like it's not just like Doomsday that's just like a body for Superman to punch the shit out of. Mm-hmm. Like Zod has a point. I mean, it's a horrible, racist, awful point, but like <laughs> he believes it. You know what I mean? And like you yeah. can tell that he fucking believes it, and he's gonna make the yeah. world pay for his beliefs and shit. So and I I like yeah. Best part of the movie for me is Zod, which is weird. Yeah. And I wonder if having this movie kind of flips the whole like, you know, British accent coded villains on thing on its head, right? Because like Jarrell is the hero of Krypton and he's the one with the quote unquote British accent. And uh, <laughs> it's Australian. So like, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then Zod, they just had like Michael Shannon do like his normal American accent. And I wonder if like they were doing that on purpose, like trying to make a commentary about American society and like fucking white supremacy and, and racial purity and all that. Is Snyder American? I don't know where Snyder's from. I'm oh, yeah, assuming Snyder's he's American. American. Yeah. Okay. Cause like Cavill's not obviously Cavill's British. Like he's an Englishman and I think Shannon is too. Is he not? I thought he was English and he no, was Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon's American. Oh, okay. Well that's fair enough, but evil. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe Zack Snyder's like super woke and we just don't know. 
Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, he made Sucker Punch, so I doubt it, but like... Yeah. <laughs> what else? I mean, I am 100... Like, this movie fucking sold me on Henry, Henry Cavill as Superman. As oh, Superman yeah. and Kal-El, he's not the best Clark Kent. He's not fucking Reeves in terms of Clark Kent. We don't really get to see him, like, as sort of the... He works as the, like, Clark around people that know his secret kind of thing. But, yeah. like... But not as like the Clark, like trying to play himself down and like being like the meek mannered or uh, reporter kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this Superman would really be relying on the fact that like he doesn't get seen a lot. Like he's moving too fast for people to see him, even if he is there. Although we do see in like the next movie, he just stands around <laughs> in the midst of people constantly and is yeah. easily recognizable. But like that's one of those Superman things where either you fucking accept it or you don't. Right. Like, and we were fucking 28 movies in now and I don't. Like, I don't, do we have the Clark Kent argument again? Because, like, <laughs> this would be the hardest one for me to buy that people can't get it. Because, yeah, like, exactly. he is fucking enormous. Like, Henry Cavill is, like, six foot four or something like that and was walking around in this movie at, like, must have been 255 of just, like, slab of beef. Like, yeah. what is his body percentage? Like, his body fat percentage must have been, like, like 0.5 or some yeah, shit. Yeah, half a percent or some shit. Because he was eating like 5,000 calories a day to get this jacked. You know what I mean? Like he's fucking insane. He's in rock shape. He's he's on that. Yeah, exactly. He's on that fucking that Dwayne Johnson diet. Yeah, man. Like it's fucking crazy. God only knows what kind of fucking supplements he was taking too. Because he's just. Yeah, I don't know. And then and then after after the last movie, I was just so happy that they gave him so much fucking Superman shit to do. Like right from the start, he's fucking like lifting heavy shit and flying fast and punching shit and fucking setting shit on fire with his eyes and saving Lois a bunch of fucking times. Oh, fuck too much. So much. (laughs) That is one thing that they learned is like do the suit. But it still feels like they don't get to it quite like it takes a long time to get into the suit and stuff. Right. Like he's almost an hour to the movie by the time he's Superman. It is still, you know, it's still a reboot and an origin movie. So, yeah, they're still taking their time with it. Yeah, it could have been. They could have like fucking waited until the third act to get him into that shit. But they didn't like like imagine they they fucking daredevil it. They daredeviled it. And it was like the last like five minutes, like homecoming or whatever. Oh, well, I mean, he's in and out of his costume and homecoming. homecoming. Yeah. Yeah. And even like somebody was already pitching. Oh, Iron Man 3, if you want to talk about, like, never being in costume, yeah. Iron Man 3, where he's, like, just never in the fucking suit at all. Yeah. But, I mean, like, that movie doesn't matter because you don't, you're not there to watch the suit. You're there to watch Robert Downey Jr. So, like, yeah. yeah, stay out of the suit. I don't care. I'm just here to watch you, dude. Like, Tony Stark's an interesting character on his own, especially when he's played by him. Either way, totally different fucking conversation about a better franchise. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, and then, like, just all of the effects that they have to do with, like, Superman's powers and everything are just on fucking point. All mm-hmm. fucking looks great. Like you were saying, in terms of that fight, I mean, all the fights in like the third act kind of thing are just, yeah, you fucking get the feeling that these are God level powered fucking beings yeah, that are just like fucking going at it against each other, which you don't get in Reeves. You don't get, I mean, you don't get in Superman Returns. He doesn't fucking fight anything. Except a rock. He flies <laughs> a rock into space. <laughs> I noticed that our, uh, our, there's no comments on that episode so far. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Everybody's the, I think, gone through that mess yeah. yet. Yeah, and I think part of that is effects, and part of it is just those fights are choreographed and shot pretty well, too. Yeah. Oh, no, actually, that's like one of these things I can give this movie is like whoever lends this flick is fucking great. Like this, it's shot like shockingly well. And I think you can give Snyder some credit for that. Like looking at shit like 300 and Watchmen, like he yeah. knows how to fucking shoot things pretty as hell. 
he's a visual stylist. Absolutely. I, I, I will always give Zack Snyder a ton of credit for being an excellent lensman. He, his drama is maybe where I find a little lacking. Yeah. But like in terms of like framing up a fucking good shot, like he's one of the best, really. Good like he does a shot, a good effect shot. Yeah. He knows how to line up a good effects slash action shot. All these movies are lousy with them. You know what I mean? There's tons of great shots in all three of the movies. This is the one where I find it's the most effective, though, just because, like, I mean, the 4 by 3 kind of ruined a lot of the cinematography uh, oh, in Justice League for me, yeah. so that was a little bit of a problem. Okay. And then, like, Batman v Superman is so, like, it's a lot of, like, sets. Like, it's a lot of inside stuff. It's not mm-hmm. as grandiose as this one. This is very huge. Like, it's very big and scale, like, epic. epic. Yeah. And, like, it looks it, and he frames it well. And I like the... Even though he's doing some modern techniques, like the whip pan, like, Firefly, Battlestar Galactica camera, kind of. Like, you know, like, where they center the camera and then zoom in on whatever they centered on, but you watch the whole process of that, like, that whip cam kind of stuff. They do mm-hmm. it constantly during the battles in this. I don't hate any of it. It works fairly well. It's not, like, super shaky, so you're getting nauseous by it or what nauseated by it yeah so like yeah no i'll give him a fair bit of credit for like this is a good looking movie i just wish it wasn't so gray i wish it had a little bit more color (laughs) and snyder does not abuse slow motion in this movie yeah no there's like almost none yeah it's it's i don't think there's any actually it's like very minimal in a couple a couple places but yeah not much at all no nowhere near what we would get i mean in like fucking Watchmen or batman Superman or justice league especially yeah did you see like the actual count of how how many minutes of that movie are actually in slow mo? Yes, it's like, like twenty six. Yeah, it's like fourteen percent of the movie or something like that. I think is like slowed down in some way. Twenty six minutes yeah. of footage in that movie <laughs> is fucking slow mo. I was like, that's. I surprising. mean, that's a lot. No, it doesn't surprise me, but it's just like that's excessive, you know. Yeah. So either way, see, yeah, I agree. We'll get into grapes later. I'm good with the whole, like, the sigil of L stands for hope thing. It felt like some, like, silly comic book shit that would have been, like, right at home in, like, a 70s, like, Silver Age Superman comic. I know that that was something that got a lot of, that got a lot of hate later on, but I was, I've always been good with that. It just feels out of place to me here, so it's fine. I I genuinely like the theme that, uh, I mean, Zimmer's soundtrack overall is just kind of there but i genuinely yeah. like the theme that, that he gave uh, superman like the horn the sort of soaring like rising french horns or whatever yeah it's reminiscent enough of the williams theme while it still like does its own thing it still feels a little bit too much like dark knight score to me which is obvious obviously it's hans zimmer so like it's gonna have like the score itself flavor. does yeah. yeah yeah but so it doesn't i don't know it doesn't work for superman and I like for, like obviously it's mostly just kind of wallpaper like it's not really that doesn't yeah. offend me one way or the other but like in terms of it being a good superman score no like i said i mean the score itself it's is fine. is just like i agree it's just kind of there but like that theme itself like that theme. when they really just do choose to highlight it i think it it works and it's it you know it brings some like le- or i don't know if i want to say like levity but like gravity to the character like it makes yeah. it feel like an epic fucking like this is a big fucking inspiring character yeah Fair. I just I, I don't I don't know. So like the the soundtrack does very little for me in this movie, so that's mm-hmm. fine. I, I like Lawrence Fishburne as Perry White. I think he's suitably yeah. suitably gruff and hard boiled. Yeah, no, I, I mean I like I'm Lawrence Fishburne. Like just put him in everything. He's great. I love Lawrence Fishburne and all yeah. my stuff. Since the Matrix, I'm like just put him in everything. Let's just do this. Yeah. And I, I legit think Snyder does get Superman for the most part, but he just I mean, it's it's Snyder, so he enjoys putting him in more fucked up than usual scenarios. Yeah, uh, like like being sucked into skull quicksand in that vision, for instance. Like that's definitely a, a Snyder like decision. 
it feels like your bro friend who like is really into Superman because Superman's just like the strongest or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's kind of that's who yeah. Zack Snyder is in terms of being a Superman fan. He's not a Superman fan like you who loves the character for like the uh, like myriad of reasons that you love him or the reasons that I like Superman as a character who because he is a good foil to Batman. This is really <laughs> the main point that I'll get to that kind of stuff. Like uh, there's reasons to like that people enjoy Superman. He obviously just, he enjoys the power fantasy of Superman and fair enough. Like that's something to enjoy. It's maybe something to enjoy when you're eight and then you can tell a more compelling story with it afterwards. But like, you know, he does some stuff here. Like he's trying to tell more, do more with this. It just, it doesn't feel like the story ever really catches up to the aspirations of the movie kind of thing. Yeah. So, I kind of see. I'm trying to think of anything I like love that you haven't brought up already, and like really like the thing that got me through this is Michael Shannon. He's just yeah. so fucking like electric. And then like I like Henry Cavill. I don't hate Amy Adams in this. I like she's fine. Just don't see, don't give her. She's just everywhere, but they give her nothing to do regardless. Like she's just always around, but she doesn't do anything. You know what I mean? She's like, not she doesn't as, she's help not as anything as Margot Kidder is in those first couple movies. No, no, she doesn't also like dra- call attention to herself the way like, Margot Kidder does as like a screen presence either. Amy Adams, yeah, yeah. like Mar- like you just watch Margot Kidder like she's kind of I don't know she's very she's, like she's lively. got way more charisma than Amy Adams yeah. does in this movie. Like I I like I genuinely like Amy Adams overall. Like she's got great presence in some movies, but yeah, she's not very good in any of these ones. So like yeah, she's kind of there. I just think she was miscast as Lois Lane. I think she's probably my least. Oh, I don't know. Kate Bosworth's pretty terrible. <sighs> I don't Kate Bosworth should have been a tough. Call. Kate Bosworth again should have been Parker Posey. And yeah, true. this, I don't know who they should have cast here. Even the the lady who's playing her on this show works better for me. Than yeah, Amy exactly. Adams well, does, like, so. yeah, I mean, Terry Hatcher is better than this. Fucking the girl. That I mean, like the, Dana Delaney from the fucking yeah, animated Dana series. Delaney, that's not even. Uh, lowest that they had in the lowest they had in Smallville. Yeah, yeah, Erica Durant. Like she's. She was, I mean, she was doing a lot of like Margot Kidder channeling in her yeah. stuff, but like she brought so's, some energy so's to the, it. That was the one that's playing it in Superman and Lois right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. And but that's the that's that's what I want from my Lois one yeah. way or the other. You know, Spunk. so like I want this this yeah. this Lois like is definitely you know a, a hard hitting reporter, and yeah. driven, but doesn't have like that spunk and charisma that that I want in a Lois Lane. Yeah. So yeah, she and I just I don't get I hardly get any chemistry at all between her and Cavill. Like, I feel like Cavill is laying down the fucking charm thick and Adams just isn't giving him anything back. Really? See, there's like, just from like the way she looks at him, she's clearly thirsty. You know what I mean? Like she's seeing what we're all seeing thirsty. Yeah. But like not, I don't feel like there's any connection there. Emotion. Yeah. No, like, well, they don't, they don't give them any time to have a connection. She's just randomly fucking around yeah, all the that's time. Part of it. Yeah. And it's also like, so, and like part of it is also, we questioned it while we were doing the, the, like the, the run through. It's like every time she shows up, he should be thinking she's a threat to his family because it's so early on in their relationship. Yeah. If he was a way like, and he's a very cynical Superman as it is, but if he's even more cynical Superman, <laughs> this is a Lois Lane that's in orbit because yeah. <laughs> she's a danger to his mom. Like, and that's obviously he almost, he fucking this was Homelander. Went after she, thought, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, he, yeah, she'd be fucking a crispy critter at this point. Yeah. Like if it, he was Homelander. Yeah. So, or in space. I just like the space joke because of Invincible <laughs> right now. So, And then my last thing, well, this is something that I like that, that will turn into a great because I was, as you said, like I'm perfectly fine with having Superman kill Zod to prevent more deaths. It's canon, blah, blah, blah. I just wish that they had got to explore the impact of that more on his psyche 
you know, I, I, like what that does to him later on. Cause in the comics, killing Zod and the other Phantom Zone villains gives Superman a fucking straight up psychotic break. Like he starts going out like without knowing it and moonlighting as like a, as an unpowered vigilante. Yeah. He goes out and moonlights as Batman. No, as a uh, gangbuster. Yeah, he's as, gangbuster, as, but as he's going, Metropolis Batman, basically. Yeah, he's yeah. going out as Metropolis Batman, basically. Yeah. He goes out and like starts doing Bruce stuff. And, and like, I'm not saying they had to do exactly that, but like, you know, showing that that fucking weight on him that he had to do that really, you know, caused some some damage to him. I think Well, I mean nice. We we reviewed the sequel that is not like a Superman movie at yeah. all. Right. <laughs> like he like see that's why like it's funny that you would say Zack Snyder, like you think he gets Superman where he seems not interested in having him in his movies at all after the first one. You know what I mean? Like this movie, he's in there a lot cause he's the title character and they haven't introduced all the other characters yet. But by the time you get to like the next one, the next movie is a Batman movie. Yeah. Like it's way more about Bruce Wayne and like the, like Batman. Well, than it, was it, is about. it was the introductory movie for Batman. So yeah, yeah, that's great. But like, then you kill Superman in it so that in your third movie, you still don't have any Superman in it. Four hours of this movie and Superman's in it for 15 minutes again. <laughs> you know, it's the same thing. Like, he just, it's, I don't know. Like, I, uh, this movie suffers to me in retrospect because of what happens after it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, and I'm I'm looking at this just as yeah, Man and of that's Steel what I'm trying to do. Yeah, I'm, if I'm sitting here just watching this as Man of Steel, it's the best DCU movie so like that I've seen completely. You know, from beginning to end. Like, and you can argue about Wonder Woman and Aquaman. It's definitely better than Aquaman. Like Aquaman schlock, yeah, but it's yeah. like like maybe a Wonder Woman's better than this. But like this is the most complete DCU movie, which is not great praise to heap on anything because like none of the <laughs> movies are amazing except for wonder woman really so like this movie's okay so but like as a on its own this is like a seven out of ten but then you start factoring in like how big a mess this whole thing turns into and this movie all of a sudden becomes a five to me because i'm just like oh now i gotta deal with the rest of the crap that this like movie brings about Ugh, i don't want to i don't want to whereas like as a self-contained movie i'm like yeah it's all right it's a completely generic serviceable superman introduction for the new millennium no charm like like not anywhere near as much charm as like the 78 movie yeah just because like it doesn't have those leads that are just charming like old school cinema style charming Mm -hmm. it doesn't happen anymore the script's so dour you know i don't know there's lots to like there's i mean maybe not lots to like but there's stuff to like in here but there's a lot that i'm just like "Mm." yeah yeah i i mean i'm I like this more than you did, obviously. Like th- for this, this is me. This is like an eight and a half out of ten movie for me. I think it holds up pretty well. There's just a couple of the casting choices that don't work. Like yeah, fucking Kevin, fuck Kevin Costner. He's useless Ugh. in this. And like I, I really could have. I, I mainly don't like how they treat Clark and Lois in this. I wish that that like that is the heart of any Superman movie to me, and that was kind of kind of missing. But like I still hope we get another Cavill Superman movie. I think he's got at least one more in him. And I really hope that he gets a fucking good script to do and that it's not... I don't want Snyder to do it again. I don't know. There's plenty of fucking directors out there that could do a really good... Give, give it to the fucking Russo brothers. Let them do a fucking Superman movie. They're busy. Not doing Marvel shit. They're doing Star Wars shit now. Yeah, they're doing Star Wars now. They were for Disney. They'll be back at Marvel soon enough. Do you really think they're going to do Avengers 5 and not at least call those guys in? Come on, man. You know, Avengers Secret Invasion is coming. <laughs> like, it's going to be those guys who probably direct it. They've directed all their best fucking movies so far. 
right? Like they're not going back to Joss Whedon at this point. Who else do you go to? It's fucking Russo brothers or Taika at this point. That's yeah. it. Oh yeah. fuck! Could you imagine a Taika Avengers movie? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Put it in my eyes. Yeah. So I mean, I I still this is I think my like the best movie that we've looked at uh, that hasn't been the first Superman movie. Because both of the versions of Superman 2 end up having, like, they fall short Problems, in some way. Yeah. Yeah. So I think besides Superman the movie, this is this is my favorite out of the ones that we've looked at. I think this is the highest number of review I've given to any of them since that first one. Like, I think they gave that one like a nine or a ten, and every other one has been like, oh, like a four or like a three. I think I gave one of them like think, a zero. Yeah. Like I gave a lot of, I was like not happy with a bunch of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think Superman 2, one of those versions, we were given like sevens and eights. I think the, the Donner, the Donner we Cut, like I probably gave a seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seven or eight, sure. Yeah. But like for this, I'll just say six for this like it's completely average to me at this point like it's it's a little too generic uh it plods a little bit too much in the middle like there's a lot of like expository just like they could have cut about like half of the flashbacks i think yeah and like a lot of the flashback stuff is rough the kevin costner pot can stuff just completely kills a big chunk of this movie for me like it it kind of defeats the purpose of the pot can character it makes clark seem like unsure of himself for most of the movie which is like he like, I get what they're trying to do, but it's still, like, that's not what I want from Superman at all. Like, give Batman doubts about whether he's doing the right thing. Because, like, he is probably doing the wrong thing. But, like, in terms of what Superman can accomplish in the world with his powers, he's doing the right thing. So, like, yeah. let's not spend half the movie telling him not to not do that. To, yeah. It's Don't be really here, weird. Fuck. And then, like, I, like, I like Amy Adams, but, like, she's not great. I think this Lois is bad is actually like, she just does dumb shit and she's involved <laughs> at too deep a level in everything. And also is Nightcrawler and can teleport all over the place <laughs> and just be wherever she needs to be she's at all times. Story Mark. It's nuts, man. Like she's fucking bamfing all over the place, Bamf, you know, like just all over the place, <laughs> green skin or blue skin under that makeup job or something like that. Bamf, 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 bamf. Just always got, everywhere. Got a tail on those, those uh, bell bottoms yeah. or whatever she's wearing. Yeah, but so like, like Michael Shannon and fucking Henry Cavill are both fucking fantastic in this. I, I again, I agree. Like, I want more Henry Cavill as Superman at some point, whether he show up in Flash or get his own movie, which no, I totally think. Fucking, yeah, give him his own fucking movie. Like, let us truly see uh, Lex and fucking uh, no. Superman face off, or no. like, or, or fucking no, Brain. Don't give, do give that me. to me. Or give me like Brainiac versus this uh, Superman or some yes. shit like that. Lobo. Never, I'd rather. We've never got a proper fucking. Oh, uh, yeah. Make it a comedy it. and like make it a little bit more lighthearted and have him take on Lobo. Don't make it. Fucking and let, super and let Taika Waititi do that movie. Let there Taika Waititi go. do fucking there Superman versus Lobo. Taika Waititi does Superman versus Lobo. <laughs> fucking. And it's I all approve. in space. It's not on not on Earth at all. It's all fucking. Yeah. I approve. It's Superman going on a walkabout because whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? Or Lois do like, out or of the like a war world storyline or some shit like something that. different. I'd love to yeah. see something Superman different. Versus you know? Mongol or some shit. That'd be fun. Yeah. Especially give him something to punch. Like don't do don't pull <laughs> a fucking Brian Singer on us. Like don't do this thing where he doesn't hit anything. <laughs> like I get the Superman character supposed to be aspirational and like he's gonna solve his problems. Like at the end of the day, he solves his problems by thinking. Yeah. And like whatever, but like just just don't involve any more sex perverts in these fucking movies. We don't luck. we don't All need sex creeps. Yeah. Like Brian yeah. Singer and fucking Kevin Spacey involved with Superman anymore. Yes. Please. Please. 
please. So that is it. That is the end of our journey through Superman movies. So let's take a break for a while from from superhero movies. Uh, you mean like next week when we review The movie. Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I yeah, mean, I it guess. is kind of a it's long movie. It's kind of a movie. It's a but... long movie. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty cinematic. Yeah. We'll start spicing up some other shit. I got some ideas. So, yeah. So with that, let's move on to our final segment, which is Geek Cred, which is where we just recommend something for you to check out. So, Mark, what's your Geek Cred for this week? I think I may have recommended this already, but, like, watch the Invincible animated series. It is <laughs> the best Superman shit you're going to get. I'm sorry. No, it's just, like, it's it's just really well done animation. I'm Superman really of Quentin it. Tarantino did it. Arguably, yeah. It's just, it's Robert Kirkman, man. I honestly, like, Kirkman is a comic book writer, like, just fucking kills it for me. Like, he's so good at this stuff. And I love Invincible. Invincible, like, Walking Dead, obviously, is a phenomenon, but, like, Invincible was, like, the Kirkman book that really, like, sold me on Kirkman kind of thing. And this show is just, like, man, it's just killing it for me. I'm super happy with it as an adaptation. Like, I love Stephen Young as Mark and stuff like that. Like, everybody, mm-hmm. like, the cast is really good. Like, I'm loving J.K. Simmons. Simmons. Yeah, like, good. he's so fucking good in this. Like, everybody, like, the cast is just bringing it. And, like, yeah, the animation Brie, level's been great. Oh, uh, it's not Alison Brie. It's Gillian Jacobs. Or Gillian Jacobs, yeah, yeah. Adam Eve, yeah. Like, it's just been excellent. Like, I, I know episode seven just dropped, like, as we started recording this. So, that's what I'm doing after this episode. Oh, nice. Is, like going to are watch those, Invincible. Those are coming out on Thursdays? For some reason, I thought they were coming out on Fridays. Well, they're supposed to come out on Fridays, but like every week, like the the Amazon Prime Twitter account's like, should we drop it early? And people say yes, and then they drop <laughs> it like, early. Yeah, because I'll be watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, first thing in the morning, I got to get up and watch fucking Marvel. You know what I mean? I got other things to do. So yeah. Yeah, no, just if you're not watching Invincible, I mean, obviously, if you're not watching Falcon and Winter Soldier, like that's Marvel shit you're coming in your house. Like, what are you doing, yeah. guys? It's Marvel stuff. You know how we feel about this stuff. It's, I mean, Tim can argue about his DC all the live long day, but like Marvel's just putting the goods out. So even he's got to admit to that. Yeah, I will. I will happily admit Marvel has the upper hand in live action shit right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Invincible is what I'm recommending. Just go. If you haven't read the comic, go read the comic because it's fucking fantastic too. But like the animated series has been like just very enjoyable so far. So, and I'm looking forward to them. Like, man, if it gets to last as long as that comic does, people are gonna be fucking pissed it's gonna be awesome so either way and shocked there's gonna be some there's some shit in the comic that's just gonna throw our mainstream audience like completely for a fucking loop and there's like, already there's been some, shit in the show that oh yeah and that's what i mean it gets it gets fucking darker than this like this is <laughs> like you think this is dark <laughs> invisible gets like downright disturbing in some spots and it's awesome like i said it's one of the best superhero books i've ever read so go watch the show it's on Amazon Prime. You probably already have access to it. Yeah, exactly. Who doesn't have a Prime account in COVID land? Yeah. We have two in this house at this point. <laughs> My Geek Trends this week is going to be for everybody to get your fucking COVID shots if you're eligible. Yeah. And take whatever the fuck is available to you, is offered to you, as long as your doctor obviously says it's okay. My wife, Alicia, she got her first shot today. I'm getting my first shot of the AstraZeneca vaccine tomorrow. I have no fucking concerns about safety or anything. I have much higher concerns about getting fucking COVID than I do about any vaccine side effects. Yeah. 
as a as a man who smokes a fuck ton of pot, I would rather get every vaccine than get actual COVID at this point. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm in the same. I've tried like I've been trying to get a fucking appointment down here, and after I got because I got mine got canceled. I was supposed to get mine this week, yeah, and it got canceled at the last minute, like the day before they opened it up to people our age to register. So mm. I was like, fuck. And then uh, yeah, so now I'm I'm looking for an appointment. So if you're in Niagara and you know about COVID appointments yeah. under the table, fucking hook me up. I got <laughs> cash. I'll fucking pay. Like, let's do this thing. I want this shit over with. Uh, go get your shots. Everybody right. go get your shots. Yeah. Well, and if you're looking for shots and you're in Canada anyways, um, yes, there is the Twitter a, a Twitter account off. called uh, Vaccine Hunters. Just fucking turn it on to notifications. Yeah, you'll get a bunch that don't aren't relevant yeah, to you. But they, but they, at the very start, they'll give you the province code that that one is pertains to. So if it's not your fucking province, you can just swipe it. Swipe it. Um, but yeah, that was one of the ways that we've been finding like where there are vaccination appointments available and shit like that right now. I'm going to go ahead and like pull out my fucking expertise card. Like I don't usually go in depth and about my credentials and shit on the podcast, but I do have a PhD in biochemistry. I did research involving RNA and viruses. I interact daily in my like, you know, real person money job with hospital labs all across Ontario that are like doing COVID testing. I'm going to, you know, say with authority, get your fucking shots. That's the only way that we get out of this thing completely is if enough people and get vaccinated and we get herd immunity. And I'm going to flat out say if anybody has any questions about any of the vaccines, concerns about their safety, leave a comment on our Facebook, send like Dance Robot Dance's Facebook page a message, fucking message me privately on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. I will help you find the answers. Just everybody needs to fucking get their shots. Yeah, Dr. Tim has spoken. Well, uh, (laughs) I can leave that 100% there. Uh, I agree with Dr. Tim. He is Dr. Tim, actually. Like, I've seen the PhD. Like, he has it. It's a real thing. <laughs> yeah. It's terrifying that, like... I'm looking at the gowns on my my fucking, like, cap and, uh, and hood on my door right now. And this just goes to show you that even a guy with a PhD can have terrible taste in movies because he likes, super, like, Man of Steel. Ed's <laughs> kind of Superman Returns a little bit last week, too, although less so than this. Yeah. So, yeah. That was a rough one. But, yeah, yeah, get your fucking <laughs> shots. God, I want everybody to get their shots. I want us all to be able to go to cons and shit together. Holy yeah, cons crap. and concerts and concerts. have parties again. And yeah, man. Jesus. Fuck. I almost want to drink beer again. Like That's how far down the rabbit hole I am. <laughs> I, just, I just want to have a beer with my friends. Like, yeah, is that absolutely that weird? Right? I can't, like, I can't oh, wait to God. fucking just be like down in draft beers, like one pint after the patio? other. Yeah. Fuck yeah, exactly. man. Patio, just line up two or three and just yeah. fucking go to town. Finish those three, go sneak out in the alley, smoke a joint because it's totally legal up here. Go <laughs> yeah. back in, drink another three. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. it sounds like start, an afternoon. Start exploring like the fucking actually drinking beer at the breweries that I've been fucking buying <sighs> beer for for like Jesus. for a year now and shit. Just going to a bar at this point would fucking blow my mind, I think. Like, yeah. I, I honestly think I might have a panic attack walking into a bar for the first like, time in I like can't, two years. I can't wait to start exploring like the cocktail bars and shit like that. And oh, you got, yeah. yeah you got like, it. you got all new Toronto to fucking explore yeah. too that you haven't had a chance to look around. That's too bad. By the time, and the worst part is like by the time. Uh, we're able to go do that and I can show you around all the places that I like. They'll all be oh, shut down please. because of COVID. Fuck. Yeah. It'll be like, oh, these, oh, there's a hot dog place over here that's really, oh, wait, it's gone now. No, it's oh, gone. There's a bar over here. <laughs> oh, shit. Fuck. There's a scotch bar on fucking College Street that I like. Oh, wait, it's gone because COVID. Yeah. Fucking COVID. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll have to do some internet research before so. we start, you know, going hanging out. Yeah. Seeing what's still around either way. <laughs> 
So that is it for this week's episode. Thank you very much for listening. If you have opinions on Man of Steel that you wish to share with us, you can do so on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash dance robot dance podcast. You can talk to us on Twitter where we are more active lately because one of your co-hosts is currently in fucking 30 day Facebook jail for a bullshit reason. Yeah, guess which one it is. It's not the one who's <laughs> never on Facebook. It's no. the other one. So it's, it's the one who has been trying to fucking call out COVID misinformation. And so one uh, likes to waste his time on idiots is basically. <laughs> I usually I usually say I don't do it for the people I'm responding to. I do it so that anybody else that drops by is like, OK, I see that this person, you know, with this like anti-vaxxer take is like being challenged. So I'm less likely to just blindly believe this anti-vaxxer shit. But yeah, anyways, that's fair. I still think you're crazy. <clears throat> yeah, probably. Um, you can also email us at dancerbotdancepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, well, give him your Twitter to... handle. What the yes, fuck are I you doing? Say, our po- yeah, our uh, podcast uh, Twitter is at DRD underscore podcast. Uh, my Twitter is at DRD underscore Tim. And if you're not already subscribed to the podcast, you can do so on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and most places that podcasts can be found. So with that, say goodnight, Mark. Well, Tim didn't give my Twitter shit, so I'm M underscore Willette on uh, Twitter. (laughs) And I'm also MT underscore Willette on Instagram, where I'm more active usually. (laughs) Can I tell you, I was Uh, having so much trouble finding you on Twitter because I was looking for MT underscore Willette on Twitter. (laughs) It took me forever to fucking like go find Because I couldn't get M underscore Willette on fucking Instagram. I'm (laughs) fucked. My social media is fucked. totally fucked uh yeah i'm we're, so you can tag us both on twitter and tell us how fucking terrible we are because i assume that's what happens on twitter most often <laughs> more often than not it's just people shit talking you so we'll see whatever with that we will say good night this week and uh we will see you next time with something that is not superman related yeah definitely getting into the marvel shit again so <laughs> have a good week everybody